Hello, and welcome to Neil Before Pod, the podcast that got it right on the night. Frequent listeners will know that this is the point where they can expect a celebrity endorsement for what they're about to listen to. But this time you get me. I'm Craig, the host and runner of this podcast, and I'm here to introduce the 200th regular format episode of Neil Before Pod. What follows is an edited down version of a live stream we did to celebrate this milestone. We all went live on Twitch to play games, reminisce, look ahead and throw a fictional character of an airlock, plus some well wishes from honoured guests. It was a massively fun experience to bring myself and this immensely talented group of people together for this landmark. The video version is available on YouTube and linked in the show notes. The following podcast was recorded and performed live in front of a virtual studio audience and no kittens were harmed in the making of this episode. As is customary, I will give you my version of a celebrity introduction. My name is Craig McKenzie, the long-suffering host of Neil Before Pod, and you are listening to... Neil Before Pot. Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hello, and welcome to the two hundred. Podcast spectacular from all of us here at Neil Before Pod. I'm your host Craig, and I'm going to be bringing you a great show tonight, where we will do some things such as play some games, throw fictional characters out of airlocks, and much, much more. But first, I'm going to introduce the finest podcasters this side of the universe. First up, we have the man pressing all the buttons, and he is pretty sure the squirrels are out to get him. They are going to get him. <laughs> But he looks forward to seeing how it all progresses. Hi, Chris. Hi, hi, everyone. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. I get my own little round of applause. There we go. Next up, we have someone who would brave the apocalypse to protect his ice cream maker, and he valiantly tried to make sense of Alien versus Predator Requiem. We salute you. He likes to edit. It's Angus. Yeah. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon to our fans around the world. Up next, she still thinks there's any chance of there being a Bollywood episode. There isn't. It's Natalie. There will be. Oh my God. You just wait. There will be. We'll make it happen. I'm going to find a way. Hi. She still thinks it. And next we have the other card carrying member of the Why Do We Still Watch The Flash support group, Andrew. (laughs) Please just end. I want to move on and I can't take much more of this. Come on, Andrew, the live show's only just started less than a minute ago. (laughs) Up next, he is a walking paradox, a man who loves dance numbers but hates musicals. How is such a thing possible? Maybe we'll discuss it. Hi, Aaron. Hello. I would do a dance, but I don't think I can. What a shame. Up next, all you have to do to convince him to pay attention to something is tell him there will be a lightsaber. It's Isaac. Hello. Last but by no means least, I'm pretty sure we'd be drift compatible, but even if we're not, there's one thing I'm convinced of, that she is definitely analog. It's Kat. Thank you so much. I was hoping that my intro was going to be Pacific Rim themed and you have not disappointed. Thank you so much. I think we are drift compatible. (laughs) I would pilot a mecha with you. (laughs) That's good. No one can spend four hours talking about Pacific Rim without being drift compatible. I think there's some kind of next level. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) So that's it. That's the team. We are here to entertain you for the next 
I don't know, however long it takes. As I said, we've got a great show for you tonight, and we're going to go into our first segment where we're just going to talk and reminisce and discuss our memories of the last 100 episodes, because this is 200 episodes. Eagle-eyed listeners and fans will know that on your podcast feed, there's way more than 200 episodes. That is because interviews don't count, and when we were approaching 100 episodes and I wasn't ready yet, I kept coming up with reasons why we hadn't done 100 episodes, such as cutting the interviews and combining episodes into part one and part two. It's all about taming your milestones, making them up as you go along. So here we are at what I consider 200. It's just an excuse for a Twitch stream and a celebration. So that's why we're here. Memories from the last 100 episodes. Does anyone remember anything from the last 100 episodes that they might have liked? Who would like to go first? I'd just like to comment and say that we've just spent the last few episodes going heavily into technically accurate. And I feel like you've just stepped all over it. We're just making it up now. Yeah, it's like our time travel. We just don't know where we are or when we are. True. Yeah, I definitely don't know when I am right now. So last 100 episodes, any abiding memories that anyone has? Let's pick on Aaron. You're normally prepared. I'm <laughs> going to have to pick you being He-Man. Okay, well, you <laughs> may get a listen to that at some point in the near future. When did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Angus and I were ported directly into that particular cast just to witness that moment. And there was talks about people undressing and everything. It was a moment. Where was I? Why was I not witness to this? No, you couldn't have seen it. It was too rude. It was one of the steamiest moments on Neil Before Pod. If there has been a steamier one, I'd be surprised. Damn it. Can't believe I missed it. Challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that takes care of what we're planning to accomplish in the next 100 episodes. Hmm. Kat, do you have any memories from the last 100 episodes that you would like to share with the class? A few. One of my favorite things that we have started since the last milestone, the 100th episode, is the monthly news episodes. I've really enjoyed listening to and also being a part of when I'm on them. I think it's just a fun time to just kind of look back at the announcements and the news and the stuff and just kind of nerd out about things but all in one place there's just so much happening all the time and it's just nice to have here's the episode of like everything that we're possibly excited about those have been quite fun in terms of memories i remember (laughs) the marathon recording sessions for a bunch of the marvel things that were quite fun but then oh my god how are we going to get this down to like a listenable link then we just don't bother we just release it in its entirety and then people Yeah, we don't. I think we do a good job. I think you do a good job for editing. And one of my favorite memories that you may or may not play for us later is me enlightening you all with the Shakespeare Star Wars books and the super deep Jar Jar Binks monologue that I read for you. I still stand by it. That's my favorite interpretation of Jar Jar Binks. And in fact, it makes The Phantom Menace watchable. (laughs) Just thinking about him as this scheming Iago-like figure who has an ulterior agenda. When we launch Patreon, we're going to make Kat read the whole thing just for Patreon. (laughs) That whole episode was really fun to do, I think. That was in the last 100 episodes. That was in the last 100. Here's the thing. The last milestone that we did was, I want to say an easy three years since the 100th episode that we did. That was two hair colors ago. This is how I measure time. I've had blue, and this was when I had pink hair still. It's, yeah, that's how I measured time. It was a while ago. For me, it was three flats ago. That's how yeah, I measured gosh. time. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was about four years-ish. I think that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so not bad going. 100 episodes, technically, in four years. More than 100 episodes in four years, technically. 
How many is it? How many are you actually, if you include absolutely everything? I knew someone was going to ask that, and that's why I didn't prepare it. So let me just find out. I thought that was a carefully guarded secret. You'd never <laughs> give out the true number. So on the podcast feed, there's 248 episodes. As we record, there's two more left to publish, Spider-Man No Way Home, and the news roundup for January, which is still being edited as we record. As you listen to this, when this audio is released, it will hopefully have been released. So it'll be 251, this one, I suppose, according to your podcast feed. That's many. Yeah, it's um, quite incredible. That's halfway to 300 We're halfway to 300 already. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. If we start counting interviews now, maybe. No, let's not. <laughs> we have our format and we're sticking to it. And how many have you been absent for? What, two, three? Yeah, something like that. It's not, it's not many. <laughs> I haven't missed many. There was an Expanse one and a Mandalorian one, or maybe a couple of Expanse ones in the last 100. I think we did do two. We've done two Expanse ones. Yeah. We've got a third one that I need to plan, but I'm very bad at organisational skill. We'll do it soon. Oh, man, I have so many While, while we're here, yes. Expanse soon? Many yeah, okay. Expanse things to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what you're about to see is the live organisation of a podcast. Can you do this date? No. Can you do this date? Grab my I calendar can. out. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the audience want to see. Administration. What's all about? Exactly. So, Chris, do you have any memories from the last 100 episodes that you want to share do you know what it's normally a nightmare to come up with the ideas but i've really enjoyed doing things like the christmas podcast where we're sort of hanging out and playing silly games in the run-up it's always a bit manic trying to come up with a new original idea or something that works in an audio friendly way but then normally it's a lot of fun when we end up doing it and a bit like cat says as well the monthly news roundups have been really fun to listen to and take part in because it's kind of enlightened me to certain stuff that I probably wouldn't have noticed otherwise. You see these big long lists, and I see the list every month so that I can do the banner. And you end up going, what? They're doing a remake of that? Really? And you start Googling about it. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm so thankful to Craig for keeping track of all the news sources. There's just so much. Yeah, I spend my month just, oh, I must take a note of that. So I've always got a notes thing in my phone where there's just things that I need to remember for when I pull the list together. It is a constant job. The memory I'm really going to share, it's just one that sprung into mind just now. I didn't think about it. It's not a podcast episode. It's actually one of the interviews. You know, one of those things that don't count. I had the pleasure of interviewing an actor I really like, Catherine McNamara, over the last 100 episodes. She was in there somewhere. It was only a 15-minute interview, and anybody who listens to this podcast or even just looks at the runtime of any of them will know that brevity is not our strong suit and certainly not my strong suit. So if you tell me I've only got 15 minutes to talk to someone, I'm ready to panic. So I prepared a list of questions and I was sitting there and I was like, here's your Zoom invite. So I clicked the Zoom invite and I was expecting to be in a waiting room or something before I got thrown in. Nope, straight in there. Just sitting there, there was Catherine McNamara on camera waving at me as I was just sitting there <laughs> looking like an idiot, ready to do this interview. I started off a little bit flustered. Fortunately, that bit's not in the final edit, but it was a great interview. I ended up doing it in 12 minutes instead of 15. So brevity can be my strong suit if I let it. Angus, memories, do you have any? In general or? Do you remember anything about your life? Not really, but in the last hundred, I think we've covered quite a few alien movies for alien day and i was reflecting on it our time covering the latter half of the alien 
franchise. <laughs> I'm thinking, yes, we've reached the point now where we don't really need to have some serious criticism about what we're watching. We can just kind of rip it and we kind of descend into just farce now talking about Alien. So yeah, I'm sure there's been some pretty good times listening back to it on half speed and just <laughs> cracking up at what we sound like or... Somehow, somehow bringing in Vin Diesel almost every time. Too many to mention. And like Chris said, the Christmas spectaculars have been pretty good. I particularly enjoy coming up with the daft questions for the Home Alone Traps game. I think I enjoy doing that more than you guys enjoy playing the game itself. But, you know, that's for me. I like that. And there won't be any more because we've covered the only canonical Home Alone movies. So We have. But there may be a riff. Those episodes have been recorded and they're there in perpetuity. People can go back and listen to them and laugh with me. There's a new one for you, though, right now. What if it was Jumanji who got turned into a monkey? Do you mean? (laughs) That's not quite the same. Well, no, but you need an alternative now. Anyway, edit. (laughs) (laughs) So, Natalie, do you have any memories of the last 100 episodes that you want to share? When Chris said, oh, yeah, the Christmas one, I was like, yeah, damn, that's what I could say. And then I realised it wasn't on the Christmas one. You were on one of them where you copied a game that had already been played a minute ago. That was quite funny. I was thinking on my feet and I panicked and then stuck with my idea and we saw how that worked out. I laughed, I found it amusing and guess it's all that matters. And now we've got the Jumanji game. Now we've we've got that. And then I was trying to think of other podcasts and then Gus said the alien ones and so I'm like, yeah, those ones are quite fun. I honestly can't remember. We've done a couple of good Star Trek ones that you you didn't really seem to know very much about, but that was entertaining. (laughs) I like asserting that Riker is an inverted controls guy. (laughs) I'm sticking Uh, with that. I actually found a photo on my phone last week and it was a photo taken of one of the Star Trek movies when we were watching at your mum and dad's house and it was data when he developed feeling and that really cracked me up and I don't know why but that was a little flashback I had last week about that I guess we podcasted about that one of the things I remember from one of the episodes you were on was when we did the alien versus predator one we decided movie ain't that bad actually not great but it's not bad it doesn't deserve all the hate it gets but you were listing things that you were surprised existed in that universe and one of them was penguins yes (laughs) well they're just not you don't think that they're going to be takes place near present day antarctica Or yeah. 2004 when the film came out. But yeah, yeah. Well, we were again, very surprised that penguins made an appearance. I just thought they've made that decision to include penguins. They could have just shown snowy ice caps or whatever and not include any other life form, but they've included penguins and I feel like there's a significance in that. It was for a jump scare. The space for aliens versus penguins. Yeah, or <laughs> pengaliens. We should be looking out for those hybrids from now yeah. on. That's the thing. I feel like they have opened that avenue but that was just something that I thought quite interesting. Isaac, you can draw. Draw a penguin. Penguin. <laughs> a penguin. Penguins lay eggs as well, so you could have the traditional egg opening up with a penguin next to it. There you go. Compatible. Welcome. Penguin. In a blizzard in South France. Ridley South. Scott, if you're watching. <laughs> here's an idea. I think that they're ideas for y'all. Reason. Like, seriously. <laughs> I've got memories. They're not in any order. I have memories. <laughs> I know, I keep remembering things and then I'm like, that was a fun time. Was that in this last hundred or was it in the first hundred? Yeah, like I don't know when we did Power Rangers and I was going to say, but it may not have been in the last 100, but the memory of it has definitely resurged, (laughs) has been brought up multiple times because we keep getting in the top 10 podcasts in Jamaica and Qatar. (laughs) (laughs) With Power Rangers, the top 10 Power Rangers podcast. (laughs) 
So I feel like that's still relevant. It's pretty niche, that but was. Yeah. we'll take it. A wheelhouse is a wheelhouse. And I sent Craig a DVD cover a couple of weeks ago, and I think that we need to watch it because that definitely looks like it is the Power Rangers, but not. I can't remember what it's called. What was it called? Not quite Power Rangers. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Power Rangers. <laughs> is that famous memory what was again? It? it was like the, the, the Harper Man or something. I don't know. I feel like I saw the picture recently on my phone. I sent it to Craig. Oh, this is the part of the podcast where people start looking things up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're thinking about that. Isaac, yeah. do you have any memories of the last hundred episodes? Oh, wrong. On many episodes. Was I on Rise of Skywalker? I feel like I was. I think you were. Maybe. Because I'm not the only person who liked it, so I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Since in the last 100 episodes, I've done some banners. So I've done yes. some more some excellent art behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff for the podcast, which has been fun. That might come back when I watch things, but I'm falling rapidly behind with everything. It was getting hard work. I've still not seen Eternals or Shang-Chi. I have to really scrape around to find something. We did the live instant reactions. They were quite good after the midnight screenings. I think we did one for Endgame and Infinity War. I think they were within oh, yeah, yeah. the last 100. We did one for Rise of Skywalker as well, I think. Kind of manic because everyone's really tired and it's like three in the morning every time. <laughs> and yeah, Attack of the Clones. I remember that more because I think the Wi-Fi had broken in my flat and I had to like get an Ethernet cable and wire it from one side of the flat all the way to the other side of the flat and just like have a big cable, just like pulling apart a spaceship, getting cables and stuff <laughs> all to the front room. It still looked like a droid factory in there. <laughs> a droid factory. Oh. It was just weaving in and out trying to get back and forth. It was crazy. I know what's coming up in the next hundred maybe i'll try and get more involved i'll turn up oh there's a dog andrew do you have memories of the last hundred episodes yes i have many because i actually did some preparation for this and <laughs> had to scroll back through to the podcast page of the website to remind myself which ones i was actually on just the flash every time oh, Danny. <laughs> in a general sense i just wanted to mentioned that it doesn't come through on the actual recordings because of Craig's editing, but I do have a speech problem, which, as mentioned, which Craig manages to edit around. But doing the podcast and doing that vast amount of talking all at the same time, it has actually kind of helped a little bit in my sort of everyday life and kind of training myself to actually speak properly and actually kind of try to engage with people with coherent thoughts, which is just one of the reasons I'm really, really Glad that I've actually become involved in, in doing them. And just in, in a more specific sense, one of my favourite podcasts for doing was the one that Craig and I did after the end of iZombie, because it was just such a fun series. I absolutely loved it all the way through. And just having the chance and the excuse to revisit it all and just spend like three and a half hours just talking about what made it such fun and everything about it that we enjoyed and everything about it that kept us coming back over the years was really one of my favourite times that I've sat down in front of the microphone. That was a good episode. I don't remember it that clearly because it was a while ago, but no, it was a good episode. It was good to talk about the show. I do love that show. It's one of those on the rewatch list. I want to go back and just drink it all in from the beginning at some point. And maybe we can podcast about favourite episodes from earlier seasons at some point. I don't know. It's all to play for. That could be fun. More podcast planning for, for, for the viewers. More planning. Well, before we move to our next segment, does anyone have any final memories that they desperately want to get in there? I had looked off on my phone because I knew I'd taken a picture and send it to you. I think that we need to include in the next 100 podcasts, I think that we need to review Inframan. Took a picture of the incredible front cover. <laughs> and I also took a picture of the reverse. It says something about futuristic heroism and spandex costumes 
that could only have been dreamed up during the golden age of Hong Kong cinema. And it talks about putting other superhero flicks to shame with its brilliant bicep flexing bout of good versus evil. I think we need to watch it. And I think we need to cover it. And then, because you did want another Power Rangers podcast, and I'm telling you, the bad guys, they look like Power Ranger bad guys. And I just feel like something's gone on here. So one of my favourite parts of the podcast is whenever Natalie pitches something to Craig and he just shoots it down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss it at a later time. There we go. That's it. <laughs> down in I think, flames. I think we all need to do it. So all of us I'll buy it. <laughs> It's £10 and pop. Let's watch it. Let's okay. do it. Everyone? Every single yeah, one of us. Yeah. Commit now. Pick a date. <laughs> yeah, everyone looks really into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, as long as the golden age of Hong Kong cinema it's referring to is the 70s, otherwise that is incorrect. Look, I don't know when it came out. I don't know if my phone will let me zoom in that much. I'm going to do it. I'm going to have a look. Let's hold 1975. Yes. Okay. Superman 1975. Boom. Andrew's in, but he'll literally watch anything, as he said many times. Great. That's true. I am a slot for garbage. Look, Craig, you wanted another Power Rangers podcast, and this is how to get us back on board. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I want another Power so, Rangers podcast. Not yeah, but it looks like Power Rangers, Rangers so why can we watch it? And it, can it be knockoff if it came before the Power Rangers? Yep. Because Time how travel. old are the Power Rangers? The 90s. But I don't know right. how old the Sentai is. That's older. Maybe right. that's well, also like the 1975 90s. for Inframan. For someone who doesn't like Power Rangers, you spend a lot of time talking about Power Rangers. <laughs> literally mentions it every time. <laughs> when he doesn't greet me like, hello, he goes, Power Rangers. Yeah. You've got chats. Fire away. Talking about Power Rangers, the Boinker Gang in the Book of Boba Fett, which Chris has responded well to, I think. Oh my God, the biker I can't get over it. The color-coded bikes, the children <laughs> on the bikes. Alerts. I have so many thoughts yeah. about the book of Boba Fett. Not many of them are good. Are these spoiler alerts? Because we've only seen like one or two episodes. I'm loving the book of Boba Fett at the moment. Well, there's some children on candy-colored bikes. It's pretty it's great. not a spoiler. It's not it's interesting. Not really a spoiler. Kind of dumb, actually. Okay. Do people I like this? Do you guys like this? I like book of Boba Fett. Yes, no, but the bikes. I think oh, the, no, bikes I like the, bikes. the bikes are fun. <laughs> The cool, like the sort of chrome. I like those weird little tie that guy has, where it's just like painted onto his shirt. Yeah. It's all weird, all weird, all fun. <laughs> it made me think of those color coded Teletubby Daleks from an episode of Doctor Who, <laughs> but were there for no real reason whatsoever. I like them too. I'll defend all the rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my one thing that I bring to this. I like this awful thing. Isaac likes to be against the grain, or maybe he's just naturally against the grain, who knows, but he is often against the grain, which gives us some variety, I suppose. That's my role. Any more chats, Aaron? Did we successfully answer the biker gang question? I haven't seen it. I've seen one episode of The Book of Boba Fett. What was the question? It was just gauging our interest in Boba Fett and how well you think Mm. that biker gang matches up with Power Rangers. Maybe which do you think (laughs) is best? If they're colour-coded, then sure. It's only if they form a massive space Zespa at the end. When it comes to the final battle, you want to see them all merge into one mega thing. It could happen. They definitely match the Power Rangers thing, but because they're so weirdly retro 60s looking bikes, like shiny Vespas, that whole episode just kind of felt a bit weird in the context of Star Wars. 
isn't it they're called mods because they're modified but it's referencing mods like the music culture <laughs> maybe and they have a mod subculture where they're all getting cyborg enhancements as if they're getting tattoos it's just kind of a strange thing to suddenly be like oh yeah by the way in star wars world you do this too first i've ever heard of it but I guess Sounds like Star Wars writers are playing a bit too much cyberpunk. Yeah, cyberpunky. I forget what I was watching around the same time. There's just echoes of stuff in here that I'm not 100% sure work. It's a bit weird. I think it would suit a Doctor Who episode <laughs> super well. But yeah, it's a, it's a little strange within the context of Star Wars. I'm not sure that I'm a big fan. Also because those kids do absolutely nothing. They're useless. <laughs> I don't I don't understand why they're there. I don't care for them. Please make them go away. Hot takes on Boba Fett. <laughs> We might have a Book of Boba podcast based on all this. Yes, it like <laughs> could do, could do. <laughs> I can't tell if I'm like more interested or not. I'm like, am I more interested now to find out who this biker gang from Tatooine? Tatooine <laughs> biker gang. Yeah. Or I mean, I don't know, can't tell. I think you should be. Any more chat questions that we can... I think with? you've answered that pretty well, so Arthur, that's fine. Also, hi to Michael, who's and watching us Michael, from Germany, yeah. presumably. Hi, Michael. Hello. Hi, Michael from Germany. Hello, Michael. You used to be real life friends <laughs> in the film festival before times. Before times, before times. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, before our next segment, we got a number of testimonials. People are stopping by to say hello. I haven't listened to any of these yet, so they could all just be insulting me for all oh, I know, yeah. which could be fun. <laughs> I chose to just react live to all of them, which could be good fun. Brave man. Chris, can we zoom in on Craig's face? <laughs> <laughs> Reaction cam. <laughs> Hi, this is Tony Blatt, the head honcho of the We Made This Podcast Network. Just checking in to tell you that Craig's Twitter handle, Nemesis4909, began life as a Resident Evil reference and then later became a Star Trek Nemesis reference. Well done, mate. 200 episodes going strong. Here's to the next 200. That's so sweet. I'll explain the reference there. I also podcast on the We Made This Podcast Network. Apparently this podcast just isn't enough for me and I don't give myself enough work. So I go over there and podcast sometimes. And at the end of every one, I have to tell them who I am. And I always explain that my Twitter handle was my original handle when I started having handles on the internet way back. And I just picked one, Nemesis 4909, because of Resident Evil. And then Star Trek Nemesis eventually came out, and I was like, oh, that's two things. So there we go, I'll keep this. It's less funny when you explain it. I mean, that's good. I just, I don't know what I ever thought. I just thought it was a name. Thanks for clearing that up. No, you know. There you go. Revelations. Well, let's move to our next segment. It was teased earlier by Kat and Aaron as well. So sometimes at Neil Before Pod, we like to have some fun. We like to try and test the limits of my audio editing skills to see if I can come up with something quite funny to entertain mostly myself while I'm trying to edit. So I've picked five clips that are quite funny, two of which are pretty embarrassing for me, some of which are not. But I'll need to lead them in with an explanation as to what it is. So the first one is from the much-talked-about Power Rangers episode where I decided as an intro to distort my voice so I sound as much like the Power Rangers leader slash command center floating head guy with the badly dubbed voice, as in the mouth never matches the voice, Zordon. So I decided to give that a go and use that as my intro, and I did it. Chris, if you'll roll the clip and I will just bury my head in the sand. <laughs> Oh, 
music is so banging. Strangers, welcome to a special edition of Neil Before Pod. Our mission today is to discuss some landmark episodes of the classic 90s series, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This trip into nostalgia is no easy task, and to accomplish it we'll need some podcasters with attitude. <coughs> Sorry about that, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, the Power Rangers peoples, how accurate was that? It seems amazing. Well, I can't speak to its accuracy because I did it, but... It seems amazing. I did my best. Reminds me more of that biker gang from Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> they would definitely drive around to that music, I think. Definitely. So that was that. That was a fun thing to do. What I did was I tried to do an impression of Zordon in my own voice, and then I distorted it from there. So it was a double whammy. Fully committed to the bit. That wasn't all you. I just assumed there were no effects on that. And you- <laughs> <laughs> That sounded pretty good. What is this segment called? Funny Clips. That's what I've titled it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it did make me laugh, so. <laughs> the second clip is one that might embarrass Chris, or maybe not. Mm-hmm. So when we talked about the full season of Marvels and Humans, we've got to be one of the few people that ever decided to discuss this thing twice. We talked about the pilot that was an IMAX that screened to like five people, certainly the screening we were in. And then we came back and talked about the full series. But in the show... There's a giant dog in it called Lockjaw, and he gets hit by a quad bike in, I believe, the third episode. So Chris decided, because he often decides to do this, he will often throw in things that I have to edit on top of to make sense. And he decided to warn the spoiler dog, as it was, to watch out for the quad bike. So I decided to edit in the clip of Lockjaw getting hit by the quad bike and make that a bit. If you roll the clip, you'll see how successfully I did it. Oh, I love the spoiler dog. Bring on the spoiler dog. (laughs) The spoiler dog. Yeah. Okay, that was a rough trip, but now we're in spoiler section so we can chat about... We're going for the quad bike! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, God, did you just hear the sound there of the quad bike hitting the spoiler dog? Oh, no. Does the dog die? No, it's just injured. It's a CGI dog, so they needed an excuse for it not to be on screen for most of the episodes. And oh apparently someone in the writer's room thought, why don't we get it hit by a quad bike? That'll work. God, that's awful. I never made it that far into Inhumans. I watched the pilot in IMAX for some reason, and then maybe I watched a couple more episodes, but then I was like, do you know what? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all kudos for making it the whole way through second of all ouch man i reviewed every single episode and then podcasted about it twice i think oh. i've consumed more in humans than possibly anyone yeah i think statistically well, speaking made it yeah <laughs> although anson mount when we went to a star trek convention he seemed quite proud of what he did on that show i suppose he seemed okay with it. Yeah, he was quite honest. That was possibly because his part of things was the least stupid. Which isn't saying a lot. Everything in that show is pretty stupid. But yes, that was what I did there. I think it was a pretty seamless piece of editing. You can't tell that I did anything. Yeah, you didn't really hit a dog with a quad bike. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> honest. Animal rights people. You want people to think that that wasn't a special effect. Or we want people to. It depends. If they're sending the police, then it's a special effect. If they're not, then it's not. Yeah, but also don't be dicks to animals. <laughs> okay, our third clip is what Kat talked about earlier. We have the dramatic reading from mm-hmm. the episode entitled yes. Photogenic Memory, when we still gave the podcast titles. It was the Phantom Menace podcast. So she reads the 
Shakespearean-inspired adaptation of The Phantom Menace, and there's a bit of a Jar Jar Binks impression in there, so roll it. A man approaches, clothed in Jedi garb. Belike this man brings aid unto Naboo, such as will help my people and my land. Mayhap this is the chance I have desired, for I have wondered lo these many months, a-thinking over this planet's dreary fate, two peoples separated by their fear and prejudice, which e'er doth make us shirk from giving help unto each other. Aye, it may be that the only hope for us to be united is to realize that our two fates are tightly knit as one. Perchance this Jedi, followed by these droids, doth bring the words to break our deep trust. I shall make introduction in my way, portray the part that I have learned so well. It doth befit the human prejudice to think we Gungans simple, low, and rude. I shall approach him thusly, yet shall bend him to the path that shall assist us all. Put on thy simple wits now, Jar Jar Binks. Thus play the role of clown to stoke his pride. Ooh, nice. that's an aspect. Uh, he meets Qui Gon, right? Mm. And so he meets Qui Gon, and he goes like, "Oh, like Misa Jar Jar, whatever." And then Qui Gon is like, "What are you doing here? You know, you're gonna kill us both." And then Jar Jar turns to the audience again, and he goes, "Your kind did teach me human language, and my profit on it is I know how to move your human heart. So shall I speak most like a gun gun plane." <laughs> and thus disarm you by a fool's deceit. He turns to Qui-Gon. Nay, nay, why, sir, O Misa, stay ye! O Misa, call ye Jar Jar Binks! Now Misa is your servant, humble! Excuse me! (laughs) I think this could be a podcast to itself. That was that. There you go, a bit of dramatic Shakespearean reading. That was a really fun thing to do. Like I mentioned in that episode, I talk about these books constantly because I find them in various shops and I'm like, oh my God, like I get them for people's birthdays because I think they're, (laughs) first of all, hilarious. Second of all, actually quite smart. The Force doth awaken. (laughs) These stories are of like Shakespearean drama level of just big, big energy, big emotions. The theory that Jar Jar is actually just putting on the clown kind of stupid personality, almost like a cloak to hide his ulterior agenda of saving his planet. And he's like, maybe this will help. It's better than Darth Jar Jar, I would argue, which is a very popular theory and one that I actually kind of semi-subscribe to because I just think it's, it's more fun that way. If you watch The Phantom Menace with that in mind, I don't know, it spices it up a little bit, makes it more. A little bit. It's still unwatchable, but slightly more. It's still pretty gnarly. It's still a pretty gnarly movie. But (laughs) when we rewatched it for that episode, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would on rewatch. And that was surprising (laughs) to me. It took me several sittings to watch it. I'm sure it took me four sittings to get through it. Anyway, you're welcome. I was going to say, if this was on Audible, don't mean the book, because the book might well be on Audible. But if it was Kat reading this book on Audible... I think I'd listen to it. Oh, well, go. as luck would have it, I do read short stories on a different podcast. So if you do yes. want to hear my sultry voice, self-plug right here, very shamelessly. I do some of the fiction podcasts for Strange Horizons magazine, where I do read stories, not necessarily in a Shakespearean tone, but different tones every time, because it's all science fiction and weird. So yeah, so listen to that if you like it. Yes, please. And also, <laughs> I hope that you can shoehorn 
more perchances and dothes <laughs> in there. Or maybe haps. <laughs> and I will find that. <laughs> and also, as someone who has listened to some of Kat's story readings, I can actually confirm she is an exceptional narrator. Thank you. And that listening to her read fiction out loud is a delight. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed doing it. I think a lot of those stories deserve the proper... Tr- I'm just like, can I do the best? Gosh, yeah, I could talk about it a lot. I love a lot of those stories that I've done. So thank you, and I'm glad you liked it. There you go. Our fourth clip is when Chris had a conversation with Pikachu when we talked about Detective oh, Pikachu. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> He just kept addressing him so that I would have oh. to keep editing in the limited library of Pikachu noises that I had access to. Roll it. We do also have a special guest for this podcast. Oh. Yes. We are joined by none other than Pikachu. Say hello, Pikachu. Pikachu. Hi, Pikachu. What was the journey like getting up here today? Pikachu. Pikachu. Really? What, they fully booked it again, even in first class? Pikachu. First class, really? Pikachu. God, that is unbelievable. You can't bring Pikachu into the studio and then not let me speak to Pikachu. I'm just saying, that's that's the rules. You set me up with an interview with Pikachu. What I'm personally impressed by is he sounds like he's emotionally reacting to what you're saying. That was definitely you, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Don't try to tell us that that was an effect. A pitch-perfect Pikachu voice, do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Give me too much credit. (laughs) Well, you imbued him with such emotion, as you just said. You (laughs) really feel that. Had to be like It was a bit fun. It's quite funny because we kind of forgot he was there for most of the podcast and had to just make up an excuse to bring him back in towards the end. <laughs> I think I just said that he'd been asleep or something like that, and we brought it home. It was fine. Pikachu is liked in chat, so I think you're going to have to do it again or expand that somehow. Full conversation. Interview, I think, actually. Need to interview Pikachu. Yeah. yeah. No, Chris has got to do it. You can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yes. to do it. <laughs> yes, standalone podcast. I would listen to that. There you go, Chris. You've got a fandom. <laughs> one of the easiest interviews I could ever do in comparison to the ones I normally record. So yeah, I could do that. Yes, please. Well, me and Aaron, we're there. That <laughs> <laughs> would be there. Well, we'll see what we can do. We'll see if Pikachu will come out of retirement and waive his high appearance fee. Ever since he was on our podcast, he went massive and now we can't afford him. It was good to be the stepping stone in his way to something bigger, but you have to remember the people that you stepped on on the way up. Because you'll need them on the way down, Pikachu. Sounds like somebody's got some beef, Pikachu. It was an unpleasant parting of the ways, let's put it that way. (laughs) Well, maybe after Chris's little one-to-one, we can have a behind-the-scenes reveal of what it was really like working together. (laughs) I might not listen to that one, but I'm just putting it out there, isn't it? (laughs) You're really selling it. Let's do this thing that I'm not going to listen to. Sounds great. We have one clip left. This one was teased earlier by Aaron. It is me doing the He-Man transformation. And I put a lot of work into this one, and it is very embarrassing. But a qualified professional voice actor commended me on it and said I did a good job. So I'm taking it. Chris, roll it. So yeah, that's it for the trip. What's this? I've just found something on the floor here. Is that a sword? Why is there a sword here? I wasn't here before. I feel weirdly compelled to lift it above my head and say, By the power of Greyskull. Demon. 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 Demon.
What's going on? Where are most of my clothes? Aaron? Angus? What are you doing here? Where am I? What's going on? Oh, Craig, you're, you're looking so buff and muscular. I am, actually. What's going on? I found this sword. Yeah, I'm not sure about this whole stripping off in the middle of a podcast thing. I'm not really sure about this, to be honest. I wasn't warned. I was given no I don't warning. know. I could get into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found this sword, and then I felt compelled to say something, and now this happened. What's going on? Do you guys know? Why are we in this weird, desolate landscape? Welcome to Eternia. That's just the way it's done here. People just strip yeah. off. Wow, you guys really went for that. (laughs) I mean, I was like, wow, this is exceptional. And then it just kept on going. (laughs) Off the rails a little bit. Every review of Deal Before Pod. (laughs) (laughs) So there it is. That was that. The Patreon people can see the video. (laughs) They don't want to, but they can. So yeah, that's five of the, I suppose, many attempts. But those are the five I remember of trying to be funny during a podcast and using audio editing to enhance things. Mm-hmm. I did a He-Man transformation and got complimented by a professional voice actor. So I'll take it. It's pretty good. There's potentially a personal question for Craig in the chat. Okay. I think I've worked out that it comes charged for Craig, but I'm not sure. Can you see the message by a certain Ross McLean that you might know? Like a Johnny no. Can you read it? He's specially signed up for Twitch to ask for your hottest take. Something particularly spicy, in fact, from the last 100 era. What has most upset you in the last 100 or made you fall in love? I don't know. That is me on the spot, my hot take. Hang on, I'm going to have to look up things that we did in the last 100 episodes (laughs) that I have a spicy take for. I suppose I have a semi-spicy take in an episode that I wasn't on where... Craig and Aaron were like, yeah, the internals were just kind of all right. And just for two hours harped on, I was like, oh man, because I loved it. I loved it. I think it's maybe my second favorite Marvel movie, third favorite. I really like Infinity War and nah, because I really liked Guardian. Top five though, top five. It's right up there. Isaac, you've lost your slot. That's it. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, wow. wait, hang on, hang on. How many? Hmm. But it is a spicy take because I think yeah, a lot of people really <laughs> did not like it. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, I don't know what's not to like. I think it was great. It's because it's mostly not a superhero movie, which I feel is the thing for me. My favorite Marvel movie is the first Thor movie, which is not a <laughs> superhero movie. It's Shakespeare in space. And I feel like this is also kind of in that vein of just big cosmic things, it's really more of an existential question. Do we kill God? Just big eternal thing. Perhaps too ambitious and not perfect, for sure. I'm not saying that. But the spicy take is five stars. Okay. <laughs> One has just come to mind when we discussed the first DC fandom. I think it was myself, Chris, and Isaac that were on that one. And I basically said, after all the announcements they made, that I was just so sick of Batman. Just so sick of him because he's everywhere. There's too many Batman things appearing. And Isaac chimed in with, it's really the wrong time to be sick of Batman. And yeah, it's it's not the best time to be sick of Batman. So maybe that's a hot enough take. Mm. It's the best we're going to get on short noise. One particular thing I recall, it was was when, I think it was just Craig and myself again, when we were discussing the Hellboy movies ahead of the new one. And after rewatching them, I kind of realised that despite how much I love the Hellboy comics and how much I love Guillermo del Toro as a filmmaker and I love all of the 
Lovecraftian horror aspects of it and the comic book madness of it. The first Hellboy movie's actually not that good. It was a conclusion that I, I only came to during the rewatch prior to that podcast, and I was quite surprised myself that I actually had that reaction. Still better than the new one, though. Very true, yes. That was hot garbage. That is a hot take. I can't recall exactly what it was about it that I decided I took exception to, but I do remember having that opinion, and I probably need to rewatch it again to remember why I decided that I didn't like it as much as I thought I did. But that's my searing hot take for a film going on 20 years old. I think some of these movies have like a glamour. So, you know, you get so drawn in and captivated, especially if it's something that you totally love in a comic and uh, it sucked you in. And I think that glamour is kind of worn off a little bit and you can see it for what it really is. A little bit of trash. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's much trash, just more distinctly average. I think it's because a lot of studio notes probably appeared when they were making it. You need to have a human character that we can focus on. You need to do this, you need to do that. And there's all those concessions that are made. And then he makes the second one and all of those concessions are gone. That human character, we moved him to the Arctic or something. No one cares. No one wants him back and things like that. So I think that's probably fair. The first one probably isn't the film that Del Toro wanted to make either. But he had to make a few allowances in order to get it made in the first place. That's probably what happens. Yeah, that makes sense. So hopefully that was a hot enough take. Is there anything else in the chat? Ask for a very specific hot take, actually, or Shang-Chi. My hot take of that is that I really enjoyed it. I thought it was <laughs> Is it a really hot good. take to say we really like that? That's my sister, by the way. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Action was good. The characters were good. Could have done with a bit less Trevor Slattery. <laughs> No, disagree. Oh, there's a hot take. Trevor Slattery is the best I really like. Was I on the Iron Man 3 podcast? I don't remember if I was. We've never done an Iron Man 3 one. We kind of discussed it during a Marvel ranking one. Interesting, because I have thoughts. (laughs) We'll get to it one of these days. We will look back and we'll cover everything. My thought is, I really like what they did with subverting the trope of the Ten Rings and the really racist imagery of the old man taking the stuff that really sucks from the 60s and before and just being right okay we're not gonna do that we're gonna make it all just a puff of smoke slattery i don't know maybe because i know actors and a lot of them are like this it just like you know, oh i'm an actor just trust me. i was really surprised that he was in shang chi again but also of course because ten rings that had to kind of come full circle. The hot take is that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> the hot take is we're following popular opinion. Well, I don't know that that's true. A lot of people were really hating on Aquafina for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why. She's criminal. I think she's hilarious. She's usually the best thing in any film that she's in. Thank you. Agreed. I don't know why people just don't vibe with her for some reason. Sorry for the non-hot take. <laughs> So shall we move on to our next round of testimonials? We have two lined up for this bit. Another two people from the We Made This Podcast Network is up next, if you will roll it. Hello, it's Andy Williams from the Frame to Frame podcast. Just wanted to say a massive congratulations on getting to 200 episodes for Neil Before Pod. It's absolutely amazing. It's a great achievement to get to 200. The blog going strong as well. So well done on that, pal. You were classy enough to appear on episode 69 of our podcast without actually making the joke. So well done on that. Keep doing what you're doing. And the marathon continues. Hello, Craig and everybody at the wonderful 
Neil Before Pod podcast. My name is Mark Adams and I have hosted many, many podcasts over the last few years, including Writing the Childhood, Life's Milestone, Supertap Film Club, Aunt Nell, Pull or Pass, Shipwrecked and Comatose, Don't Say the C Word, Chucky Vision and <sighs> Geek Polymath. And for someone who's done a lot of podcasts, I have never hit anywhere near 200 episodes on any of the podcasts I've ever worked on. So this is a huge deal. And I just want to say congratulations. Keep doing what you're doing. Brilliant stuff. Big love. And here's to what? 200 more? 600 more? 800 more? Hit that 1,000. You're a fifth of the way there. I believe in you. That's a vote of confidence. (laughs) Mark hasn't done 200 episodes of anything, but he has done 200 podcasts. (laughs) <laughs> or he does run 200 podcasts when I think about a thousand I think about how we're a quarter of the way there no we're a fifth of the way there <laughs> we're a fifth of the way there <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in you Craig that you didn't make a 6-9 joke on episode 69 that's the whole podcast thing you missed it mate too bad <laughs> I just don't like to go for the obvious jokes or the non-obvious jokes or any joke from- or any joke. <laughs> <laughs> Gambler's accusation. I just, I just. We do have a go at a pun now and again, which sure. fills Aaron with rage. I'll <laughs> <laughs> take on puns. Awful. Ah, they're ponderated. <laughs> oh. oh. That's great. Rick Angus, pun for your life. Aaron's coming after you. Oh. Okay. Next. That's, that's a set of quote. <laughs> okay. We are now going to play a game. And Aaron is going to be taking the lead on this one. Oh, He's going to give us our legally distinct blankety blank game, one that is not called blankety blank. Please don't sue. We have no money because <laughs> we don't have the rights to use it. Is it even on anymore? I don't think so. I think it might be back on. It is. Yeah, it's Bradley Walsh who hosts it. Oh, that's a shame. I thought we would just carry on quite happily with something that wasn't used anymore. Does that mean we can't see things like Generation Game or Gladiators? Well, you just or- did. Those are rounds that are coming up after this. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to say that any resemblance of this game to Blankety Blank is completely accidental and in no way on purpose. Yeah, don't worry about that. Natalie, you're up. You are contestant number two. Oh, but I've just eaten a Take that sweet out of your mouth right now. (laughs) In this game, I will be reading you a short sentence. In that sentence, there will be the word blank. You will need to replace the word blank. Craig versus Natalie for the most points. And winner of the first competition on the 200s. Everybody else is going to be our celebrity guests. Oh, fine. Is the first blank blank? No. Although it could be, <laughs> if you want it to be, actually. And Craig, a bit of a... Because this could be a game of mind reading. You're going to be asked to figure out what's the blank that the most celebrities have picked. One point for each celebrity that Wait, you managed to get. You guys. Do not... Shout it out. That's the only rule you need to worry about. Do not shout out your answer. Wait, Aaron, what are we doing? At the moment, don't shout anything out at all. That's all you've got to do at the moment. This is like Snatch Game on RuPaul to oh, okay. uh, describe it like it that for you. Is it to be funny you. or to find the real to try answer? And, to try and find a match with one of these celebs. Oh, yeah. right, okay. So it's Snatch Game. <laughs> you've got to try and guess the same word as many other celebrities as you can. Point for each celebrity. Okay. So your first statement is... The Justice League's new podcast had to take a break from recording recently 
after someone suggested Aquaman should kneel before blank. I'll just give the celebrities a moment to think of a word to fill in the blank there. And I shall interview Craig. Craig from Edinburgh, what's your name and where'd you come from? Well, I'm Craig. I host this podcast and I introduce myself at the beginning of this podcast. Well, that's true. But I think that's a bit dull, boring. Natalie, can you do any better? Natalie from Edinburgh, where'd you come from? What's your name? I come from Edinburgh. My name is Natalie and I come from Edinburgh. Right, I come okay. from Edinburgh. That's enough of that nonsense. That's the celebrities have had time to think of their words. So I'll now give Craig and Natalie a chance mm. to interview theirs and I shall... Wait, what do I do? Do I send it to you? No, just think of it. Just think of it. Read your partner's mind. See if you can think of him. Speaking of which, I'm going to interview him now for a short second. Gus, pleased to meet you here. I hear you're into gladiatorial combat and jazzercise. How does that work out for you? Really well when I appear on Gladiators and Saturday morning TV with Mr. Motivator. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. How did he uh, leave the last session? Did you leave him pretty good or did he suffer? <laughs> I don't want to answer. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. But with the word I'm thinking right now. We'll, uh, we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll come back to Craig then. Craig, would you like to go first or second? If you go first, you get first pick. If you go second, you win a tie. What do you fancy? I will go second. He's going to go second. Natalie, you're going to have to say your word first. Everybody else and the celebrities has got the word in their head. I'm going to read it out to you again. Ready? You've got to fill in the blank. So it is. The Justice League's new podcast had to take a break from recording recently after someone suggested Aquaman should kneel before blank. Oh, wait, this is a real question. It is. Uh, kneel before... What was Aquaman not pleased to kneel before? Oh, I don't know. I've just written down two names. I just say it. doesn't matter. We're wasting time here. We're losing air. Right, okay, hold on. Religion. Religion. Aquaman was suggested to kneel before religion. Any of the celebrities, did you have religion? Put your hand up, please. Nobody, you have read nobody's mind. You have scored zero points. Craig, to win this round, you need to get zero more. (laughs) need to get zero or more. The pressure is Zero or more. So can you please read the mind of your celebrity guest? What do they think of when they think of Aquaman kneeling? He kneeled before... Dominic Toretto. Dominic Toretto. (laughs) (laughs) Can any of the celebrities... Please put their hands up if they said that strange name. That's a no point. However, second person wins a tie on zero points. You win. Congratulations. One point. Yeah. <laughs> I am now going to go around the celebrities and ask them what Ackerman should not have knelt before. Andrew, what do you reckon? Or new women. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, that I was don't feel like I can go in there. I, I feel like I'm too innocent to ask any more questions. So I'll go straight into Gus. Ackerman was told to kneel before a quad bike. A quad bike. And he wouldn't do it. <laughs> Who blame him? What can you say about that? Isaac, what would Anchorman not kneel before? The word came was mirrors. Mirrors. Wouldn't kneel before mirrors because he only wants to see himself at full height. I understand that. He's got a lot of good stuff to look at. Why would he want to not miss out on half of his body? Fair enough. Finally, Cat. Oh, no, I've got one more person. Cat, sorry. Anchorman refused to kneel before. I kind of thought that you wanted us to fill in the most logical one so my thought was superman that Almost makes a lot of sense said superman now if craig or natalie had been logical people they oh. might have got a point there <laughs> i'm not i forgot what the point of the question was <laughs> <laughs> sorry ladies and gentlemen watching there may not be too many rounds of this but i am going to make them do at least one more <laughs> however before i do that i'm going to come to chris ackerman refused to kneel before chris what i say blog just to Lord. tie in the website oh. handle in there. Other thought. Thank you. That was my other thought. That's awesome. However, in the exciting game this is, people are winning with zero points. So even one point is not needed here. Natalie, you're yeah. going to go second on this one now. 
you will get the win here. So I can say anything. Like I can just make anything up. You can say anything. Let's just keep right. it simple. You can say anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Craig, you're going to go first on this one. So this is for the celebrities thing. The celebrities get a bit more time to think about this. What should we go with? James Gunn's directorial style has now completely altered since he started listening to our podcast. He now insists that all of his films should contain a blank. Celebrities, what would James Gunn now put into his films? Entirely inspired by us. Give the celebrities a chance to get involved. And now I'm going to interview on this time, Craig. Craig, I understand that you are interested in last person standing croquet and bullet journaling. Can you tell me about those, please? (laughs) Sure. I got into them when I heard what they are. It does prop up my strange hobbies, such as extreme ironing. That's another one that I give a go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm new at them, but I'd enjoy them. That's perfectly reasonable. That's the uh, celebrities hopefully had enough time on there to look into that. Better give the contestants time to think. Contestants, you're looking for what James Gunn is going to put into his films inspired by us. Means I have to come out into the audience and interview Isaac. Isaac, I understand that you've had a lot of trouble recently with your partisan Quidditch participation and instead of taking up fly tying. Can you tell us what really led to that? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. I can see that that would be a particularly emotional problem. You wouldn't want to go too deep into it. Nonetheless, it's given us plenty of time to come back to Who's going first? I have no idea. Craig, I made you go first this time. Craig, you get first pick. What do you reckon your team thinks is inspiring about this podcast? Pikachu. Pikachu. He's going to put Pikachu in every film that he makes from now on. You have gone for something that happened in the last five minutes, trusting that human memory will go there. Fair enough. (laughs) Playing the percentages. Can the celebrities in the audience please raise their hand for whoever went with Pikachu? Staying hard on the zero points. Natalie. In order to win this round, you have to get zero or more. Are you ready? Yeah, and I think I've got it. Oh, please. I think at least half of everyone here will have gambling for it. I'll give you double points if you're right. Will have included mukbang into (laughs) every single movie. And I'll tell you why. Because I think on this, I think I'm included as a celebrity and I feel mukbang because I feel like me. Isaac, we eat, I think, every time we podcast. And people come back for that. Fair enough. All right. He was impressed by that. Ladies and gentlemen, celebrities in the audience, please raise your hand if you got mukbang. Zero points. (laughs) Congratulations. You win the tie. You win on zero. So it's a round all. I have to go to Chris for timings on this. Do I have time for a decider round here? Yes. Absolutely yes. Totally yes. In that case, we should be going to our third and final round. It's all to play for, ladies and gentlemen, here. In the last of what we're going to do, I need to pick the best one. I think I got a point there, you know. Yes, it's high scoring points here. You didn't get your double nothing, but what are you going to do? Let's have. Yep, that one will do. Finally, having had enough of reviewing, Craig, you haven't revealed this yet. I'm having to bring it out for you. I know you're putting it on Facebook soon, but nonetheless, I, I need to break it here. Finally, having had enough of reviewing, Neil Before Blog's founder has decided to give it up and front a band. He is going to name his band Craig and the Blank. What has Craig renamed his band? So the most important and final round here. I give the celebrities 
a chance to get involved in this and have a quick think whilst I interview Natalie. Natalie, so I've been checking Facebook and Instagram a lot recently, and Zero G Triathlon is, of course, so very popular now. And you've been doing your six-month training for it. How have you managed to carry on with that, given your need to do a lot of aquascaping and pyrography? I think that's a really excellent question, and I'm going to have to just say gravity. Gravity. Gravity rules all. A bit of physics there for everybody in the audience. Thank you very much. The celebrities have now had their time to think, so I'll give the contestants time to think. And I need one more celebrity who doesn't mind hearing or saying or talking a bit of nonsense. That definitely brings me to Andrew. Andrew, um, I've saved, obviously, you till last because your hobbies are much more involved and difficult than everybody else's. I do understand that Foxhole Drafts is actually very difficult to play. Can you tell us how you've managed to cover that in your time as a professional? Well, actually, I'm afraid I have been advised by my lawyers that due to an ongoing controversy I think we all know about, it it is, in fact, something I am unable to discuss. I didn't want to bring it up. I was hoping you would, but never mind. There it is. We can't help these things. You'll have to go back to Facebook for your gossip, ladies and gentlemen. That does bring us to the all-important Natalie giving us her answer there. Look into the minds and the hearts of the contestants, the celebrities, sorry, and please tell us if Craig started a band, he would call it Craig and the Nemesis. Can the Celebrities, please raise their hand if they have in fact chosen Nemesis's Nemesi or any variation, <laughs> Greek or Latin thereof. Zero points here, I'm afraid there. But uh, remember, it's all to play for because Craig only has to score zero or more to win. So he might not make it if he manages to get negative points. Craig, if you started a band, it would be Craig and the editors. Editors. Oh. Any celebrities picked editors? Oh, it's edits. Edits. I'm going to give him that. That's awesome. <laughs> what? Edits will give you the points. Your one point massively, infinitely beats zero points. Craig, I declare you the winner. But before we can celebrate, I realized I forgot to go around these celebrities to pick out their answers. So I'm going to have to go back. Cat, what would you say Craig would have named his band? I had red shirts. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah, I like it. Still going with this kind of logical approach yes. to the audience, <laughs> trying to read them. That's fair enough. Andrew, come to yourself. Craig and the... I went for Kryptonians. Craig and the Kryptonians. I can see where you went there, yeah. There's the alteration, and there's also the tacit reference to the website itself. Yeah, no, podcast. Mm, clever. If only I'd been that clever to think of that myself. Really put a lot of thought into it, which... <laughs> Not sure. I even did. So there we go. Never mind. Moving on to <laughs> Angus Craig and the... Well, in reference to one of our most popular episodes of all mm. time, I've gone for Craig and the Megazords. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like no, that. That would be good. <laughs> Craig, I'm thinking you're going to have to pick one of these and actually start this band now. This has to happen. Apparently. Just all of them. I'm just going to be in all of them. I'll be like Dave Grohl, just in so sure. many bands. I don't want to leave Chris out, though, because Chris might yet have the best. Craig and the... The Kitten. Craig and the kitten. <laughs> yeah. Craig, you can now celebrate, please. You have won the first Yay! round of the 200 podcasts. Victory Yay! speech. Victory speeches. I'm just glad that everyone was here to witness <laughs> my crowning achievement of my life. I will now be going off to form all of these bands that have been suggested because all the names are great. Very good. Well, I can now give you an actual prize. It's back to you to host. Great. 
Cool. Do we have any further audience participation that we can bring in? No idea. I barely got through that alive. What are we talking here? <laughs> Somebody rings. I'm drunk. Oh, that's Chris. Uh, there's a single out there. Somebody's actually given you your first single to. Okay. Although I feel like it's a cover. So. Of what? what is it? Born to be wild. Well, that is my karaoke classic. Is it? <laughs> right. In that case, I want to hear that. I am not drunk enough to do it. Do you do moment. karaoke? Yeah. Why have we never done karaoke? Not that I do karaoke. Why have you never sang for us? Why have I never sang for you? I don't know. Well, I have a distinctive memory of your karaoke classic being the busted song year 3000. Mm-hmm. That's one that I did, but no, Born to be Wild is my go-to. It's when I'm drunk enough, I'll do it. Which isn't right now. I haven't drank anything alcoholic today. Yeah, well, that night you were certainly drunk enough to demand that, that I danced around in front of the stage while you were singing it. And you were drunk enough to do it? I don't recall this. I accept nothing. Quite right. Plausible deniability. Yes. Cool. Anything else from the chat? I've been asked what films make you cry. And there's a reference to a film I'm afraid I've never seen, so I can't actually give you any information about it. There's something about E.T. Okay. Have well, I heard either. Aaron? I swear to Christ. He continues that, to amaze Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That made me cry. E.T. Did make me well up when I was much younger. Yeah, that was one of them. Actually, I have a couple. One of which, which I believe would be a fairly common answer, is the first four minutes of Up, because I am human. Yes. But also, more unusually, is Wreck-It Ralph. You know, you know like, kind of a bit of the climax when Ralph is kind of plunging to what he thinks is going to be his death to save Vanellope, and he's holding a little cookie heart medal that she gave him, and he's reciting the bad guy creed. That just gets to me every time. And I am not ashamed to admit it. I'm going to go with a obvious answer, Toy Story 3. I defy anybody to watch that and, yes. and not be moved to tears. If you aren't, then you're a monster. I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I shed a few tears in the last series of Bake Off. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite Baker finally got their star Baker and they were super happy about it. It was quite a moment. Oh my God, actually, I cried when the winner won because they made it look like something really bad had happened to his family back in Italy and I was just waiting on that oh yeah that was and I was like I don't know if I can handle this but actually that whole him setting up shop with his dad I thought beautiful his dog had been hit with a quad bike for a podcast (laughs) (laughs) seriously I think the last film that I cried at properly might have been Cinema Paradiso I watched it with Gus and I was convinced that I wasn't going to find it super super emotional and then I got to the very end the credits were rolling and Gus said and how did you find that I was trying to say Bellissima and I couldn't say it I was just crying <laughs> so Bellissima it's such a beautiful film it's I think quite an important movie and especially if you love movies or have worked in a cinema or both it was an unexpected charmer really loved it yeah agreed absolutely yeah, me too yeah it was my grandfather's favorite film Or one of, so I agree. For me, the last film to make me cry was pretty recently, actually, was Encanto, which I watched on Disney+. Plus. Ugly sobs. (laughs) Good time. (laughs) But probably loads, to be honest. I'm a lightweight. (laughs) (laughs) It's not hard to make me cry. Just off the top of my head, The Little Princess. Have you seen The Little Princess? It's a tearjerker. (laughs) Great film, but yeah, Mm. I don't know. Loads. Yeah, Gusby. Anything from Alien 3 onwards. I <laughs> 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 at the thought of having to cover this. It was when he checked the running time of AVP2 and realised he was only 10 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tearjerkers. 
<laughs> I think he found Cinema Paradise so quite emotional. Oh yeah. We only watched it like last week. I feel like you liked a little bit. Got a little bit dusty in here. <laughs> <laughs> what makes Aaron cry? Oh, don't go into that. Anything. The death of Optimus Prime in the animated Transformers movie. <laughs> <laughs> The death of Ultra Magnus in the animated Transformers movie. That film was more shock when you're, you're sitting there and you're that young and somebody's just brutally murdering all of your favourite characters in front of you on screen in the cinema. That's me, that's more just shell shock. Did Chris answer as well, or is he just avoiding the question? Chris doesn't feel anything, he's a machine. <laughs> I'm heartless. Craig said Toy Story 3, and I was thinking of Jesse's song in Toy Story 2. Mm. which is, always kind of gets me in the feels a little bit. Andrew, you've already covered Up. I think the beginning of Up is fantastic, but I can't remember off the top of my head the last time. But I think I've been in one of those ridiculous emotional states during lockdown and everything that many things make me cry at the moment. Aww. We need to go for another walk down the beach. <laughs> <Sometimes>. <laughs> and cry at abandoned shopping trolleys and trolls. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. That's a thing that can be done. I believe we have two testimonials on the docket next, so roll it. Love is hard, but love is always worth it because we exhibit our greatest humanity when we love. Love is often between lovers, a clash of emotions swelling together, hopefully forever. Love is often between family members, an undying understanding that you will always be there for each other. These examples we know well, but there are others we don't think about too often. Podcasting is love. I should know I've got a few of them. It can be hard work pulling together content, finding the right guests and negotiating the time to speak with them often across time zones. And the edit, the edit can be brutal. Love is hard, but the team at Neil Before Pod absolutely love podcasting. The sacrifices made to create 200 episodes is not something to be ignored or taken lightly. Over time, you feel like you know them like your own friends, and their love of pop culture and nerdy things is sincerely contagious. When I listen to Neil Before Pod, I learn, I laugh, and I definitely feel the love. So to the entire team, congratulations on this fantastic milestone, 200 episodes, just brilliant. May there be many more filled with love to come. From your friend and fan, Bo Nicholson at the We Made This Podcast Network. Hi Craig, it's Dan Owen here from Real Talk and other things at the We Made This Podcast Network. Congratulations on reaching 200 episodes with Neil Before Pod. That's a really big achievement. It's 79 episodes more than Lost Manage. 121 more episodes than the original Star Trek produced. But I'm afraid you're still 10,030 episodes behind Coronation Street. So you've still got something to aim for. All the best. So I think we've just been challenged to match Coronation Street. Wow. No, thank you. <laughs> that doesn't bear thinking about. It's not as long running as the Archers, so at least they didn't challenge us with the Archers, I guess. That'll be when we hit 300. Does anyone else have Love Left Us Up Where We Belong in their head? Athos and Tipo Nicholson talk about love yeah. so much. Do no, but now I do. That's in my head. <laughs> and I also feel like, I don't know about you, but like right there. I felt like I was in, you know, like in Eurovision when they go to different countries, and I was like looking at everyone's responses, to like a narrator, like the narrator or something, and I was like, oh my god, we're like Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> when I was editing the video last night, I messaged Craig and I said it was like one of the preambles in a really big Oscars category. <laughs>
where they go into the visual arts and the amount of love that gets put onto screen and the hours that are spent over frame by frame. That's what I had in my head. And then <laughs> it gets ruined by the fact that it's a dedication to us. <laughs> Sound design is love. <laughs> well, funny you should mention that. Bo hosts a podcast called Academy Watch where he talks about awards contenders. Maybe that's where he gets his inspiration. <laughs> I, I was on the first episode of that with him talking about Tick, Tick, Boom, and we really... Dog in. Hmm. It was a really good chat. That is out there for listening if you want to listen to it. Is Tick Tick Boom the one with Andrew Garfield? It is. Yeah. He has to have had one of the best comebacks in like years. Well, I don't think he ever went away. I feel like he did. I feel like he only saw him in the one thing and that was it. He did a lot of indie stuff you might not have seen. When he did that Scorsese film Silence, he was in that Mel Gibson film Hacksaw Ridge. There's one that's on movie at the moment I'm wanting to watch. That's all I've got. I can't remember the name of it. He's been quite prolific, just not in huge films. I think he made his Spider-Man money and decided, I'm just going to do these tiny little films. And then tick, tick, boom. We've all been there. (laughs) He's like, I can have sticky up hair. I'll be this Jonathan Larson guy. I just want to say that I very much enjoyed the latest Spider-Man. And so I'm here for the Andrew Garfield comeback. Which feels like a comeback. Cool. Okay. We're moving on to another game. We're going to go over to Andrew, who's going to take the lead on this one. Right, he has yes. some trivia for us to mull over. So how is this going to work and what are we doing? Okay, okay. So these are some things taken from a film game that I got in Secret Santa at work in December. So I've got two parts of it. The first one is just a bunch of general trivia questions. And the other one is ones where I'll, I'll be reading out lines of dialogue from films and I'd have to guess what character was it that said them. And because I did not think this through at all <laughs> i'm on board for that style of planning that's what i did <laughs> the scoring will work is that people will shout out their names as buzzers whoever gets their first gets to answer the question first and hopefully it won't be as chaotic as i am terrified it actually will be okay so first off is just the trivia questions first off what animal does meredith's mom turn into in pixar's bear. brave bear Bear. Turns to a bear. Go to bear for this answer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I buzz in with my answer now? No, it was Natalie Bear. <laughs> I raised my hand. I raised my hand. I will allow it. <laughs> sure. Ding. We're going to take this seriously. I'm writing down. Should have had buzzer One noises. Point. I didn't bring in buzzer noises. Damn. <laughs> that would have been good. Next time, episode 300, we'll have buzzers. <laughs> in the Disney movie Aladdin, what was the name of Aladdin's primate companion? Yeah, Yeah, I think I got in there first. His name is Abu. That's correct. I think I got in there first. Um, did you? Did you though? Yeah, yeah. Did you know? I think I did. Hmm. Well, I disagree, and I'm a charge, so legal. Can't argue with that. In 2020, what became the first foreign language movie to win the Best Picture at the Oscars? But it was Natalie Parasite. Correct. And it, yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> In what year was the first Twilight movie released? Buzz. Oh, Buzz. Your girlfriend, Woof. That's my buzzer, sorry. <laughs> 2007. No. I'm going to go my second buzz is 2008. Correct. It's probably filmed in 2007. (laughs) (laughs) Was that the question? The question question? was released. (laughs) 
as a reminder, if people if people could shout out their names rather than saying buzz, it'll make it easier for me to hear through the noise. I'm sorry, I can't help it. I understand your excitement. Athlete is short for Buzz. <laughs> buzz is short for Natalie. No, no, he was right the first time. Natalie is short for Buzz. <laughs> In the first Back to the Future movie, how many years into the past did Martin McFly travel? Aaron. Buzz, Natalie. <laughs> Aaron was first. 30 years. Correct. <laughs> Isn't it really funny people sing their names? So. <laughs> <laughs> We're like Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> In the Hunger Games movies, what district is Katniss Everdeen from? Cat. Yes. Number 12. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just rewatched them recently, so <laughs> it's fresh. No, it's a great district name. I was going to go with nine. I was like, nine? There's a district nine. I was like, oh. I mean, there is a district nine. It's a whole other thing. I was going to go district five, but that's from Mighty Ducks. Um. (laughs) Damn. 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 Which animated movie contains the characters Rocky the Rooster and Ginger the Chicken? Oh, Isaac. Isaac? Chicken Run. Yes. We just talked about it the other day. It's about Chicken Run the other day. We did. In the Bond movie, Die Another Day, who played the principal Bond girl? Isaac. Craig, Halle Berry. I actually think Isaac was there first. Well, I was going to say Halle Berry as well. (laughs) (laughs) See it? It's Halle Berry playing Triple X in Down of the Day. Based on the 80s TV show, which movie sees two cops go undercover at high school to bring down a drug ring? Yes. Yes. 21 Jump Street. Correct. Let's get point. Nice easy one to finish off with. Which superhero has an other identity of Steve Rogers? Big Captain America. Yeah. So at the end of the trivia portion of the round, Isaac is leading with three. Mm. And joint second is Natalie and Kat with two. Joint third is Angus with one. Nice. And losing is Craig with zero. Oh, I've got one. I've got the Captain America <laughs> one. <laughs> sorry, I'll tell you, Mark. That's the wrong name. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was losing with zero. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got very bad writing, and in my bad writing, Craig and Chris look very similar. I demand an independent inquiry that then the police will get involved in so that we won't get to see the full results of. So, Craig's <clears throat> what? Another inquiry? Can you come through? He's on our way. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to ask why Chris has Sue Gray in his house. <laughs> Does anybody else, when they hear Sue Gray, think that it's like her stage name? <laughs> one name, Sue Gray, and she's Sue just going to come on and sing. No? She's, she's just... going to sing about justice and parties. So, so next is lines of dialogue. Just a reminder, I'll be reading out lines of dialogue, also using very questionable impressions, and just tell me what character said them. All right. First off, why is the rum always gone? Aaron. Jack Sparrow? Where's the what? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot we were doing the buzzer thing. I was going to say, good old Captain Sparrow. Yes, Cat was correct. Jack Sparrow from Dead Man's Chest. Apologies, I stole that from you. Bring back down to zero points. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Ah, as if. Clueless. Oh. Me. Cher from Clueless. That way. <laughs> yes, correct. Thanks. That'll do, donkey. That'll do. Hey, Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> I don't know what the rules are. I don't think there are any rules. <laughs> there are no rules. The rules are there Wee. are no rules. Thunderdome. Okay, okay, that's all for Craig. Oh, man. Oh, you were going yeah, to cheat there and be ridiculous. like, it's Shrek 2, actually. You don't get a point. But, yeah. What was the character actually? 
right? <laughs> <laughs> we get the warhead and we hold the world ransom for one million dollars. Natalie. Go that way. Austin Powers. No, the mini guy. Need <laughs> <laughs> character name. Mm, Doctor Robotnik. Sonic the Hedgehog. Isaac. Isaac. Doctor Evil. Gus said Gus. Speaking first doesn't get you the point in this. I've I didn't hear Gus. I failed on that twice already. All right. That was as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> That's what makes it good. I feel the need. The need for speed. Gus. Yes. Maverick from Top Gun. Yes. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So now we have Mom says, stupid is as stupid does. Aaron, Forrest Gump. Yes. Sorry, I feel like I take competitions really seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Life uh, finds a way. Can't. Oh, no. Oh, God. I know the movie. I don't remember. Uh, the character. Craig, name. Craig, Craig, it is <laughs> Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Ian Malcolm. Wow. It says. Baron Square, that one. Yeah, just sniped it. Oh, come. I feel like on QI, when they do the buzzer, and it's usually Alan or something buzzing in and then being like, oh, no, wait, actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's the energy I bring to this game. <laughs> We should all have a sound like they have for our buzzers. Instead of saying a name, we should just make that noise. It'll be very recognisable. But like we did during the Christmas one. Is that really? Yeah, like going, me, me. The problem would be that I'd have to keep track of who makes what noise and I can't be bothered. This is too much effort. Someone take a note for episode 300. There is an online one that you can get that then displays who's buzzed first on a timer oh, that you can get you. and you can tie in. That's for episode 300. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I was like organised and whatnot for quizzes. <laughs> what is this? A centre for ants? How could we be expected to teach children to learn to read if they can't Natalie. even sit inside the building? Zoolander. Yes, Natalie. What a guy. Great impression, by the way. <laughs> Tip top. Oh, Hannah means family. Family means no one gets left behind. It's Stitch. Mm. Yes, it's Stitch. Family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. It's little and broken, but still good. Still good. I love that movie a lot. (laughs) Who doesn't? Loads of people, apparently. Oh, man. Oh, it's so good. And now, having Flex uh, been to Hawaii, it's very <laughs> accurate, actually, as to like, what life is like there. I've been watching it for, like, 15 years, being like, ah, oh, man, you know, I don't know, they make some stuff up, but no. Are there lots of Elvis quoting and singing aliens? Yes, obviously. Cool. okay. <laughs> and many mosquitoes. <laughs> Not that many mosquitoes, actually. Surprising. Final question. Dishonor! Dishonor on your whole family! Make it all this. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. Natalie. <laughs> Natalie. Mushu from Milan. It was, yes. We are. And with that, Natalie wins with five. Finally. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yes, Hang and... on, where's the applause? Where's the applause? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. I work hard for my money. And in second was Kat and Isaac, both with four. Then Craig with three. Then... Aaron and Angus with two, and Chris still with zero. Chris! <laughs> Chris to Chris. Chris, Chris. Chris is the proud owner of the participation trophy on every game we've ever played. 
the protest. Thanks for that game. That was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I was expecting a complete horror show. I mean, it was, but that was <laughs> so good. Let us go with the next testimonials. We have two more queued up for the next bit. Hey, it's Ian Buckley from The Way, and we are Starfleet over on the We Made This Network, and I just wanted to say congratulations on 200 episodes, Craig. You're awesome. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Have a great time tonight. Cheers. Hello, Craig. A major congratulations on your 200th episode. I still have no idea how Twitch works or what it does, but I'm so happy to contribute. My name is Mike Slamer, and I am coming to you from across the pond from a little place called New York City. Craig, you've been my guest on my Star Trek podcast called We Are Starfleet, and I've been your guest on your podcasts also chatting Star Trek. And over the past two years, and wow, man, I actually can't believe it's been two years, of working together in arts, media, entertainment, I have to say I'm truly impressed with your analytical ability to pick apart things in TV shows and movies that honestly fly over my head. I'm very glad to call you a colleague. I'm always consistently impressed with the level of output of your work. I can feel that you're killing it out there. Happy wishes on your 200th. And once we get to episode 400, I hope I have more to say, man. Best of luck to you. Cheers. That's so sweet. Thank you, guys. Isaac, you're up next with our next game, which is a bit of a survival debate that we're going to have. So why don't you take it away, explain the game, and we will see what we come up with. Exactly. So while we've been recording this, we've been in a spaceship heading to the Planet podcast to release the podcast. (laughs) But unfortunately, technical issues have meant that we are now stranded somewhere between Earth and Podcast Planet, and resources, the biscuits, the lemonade, are quickly running out. Especially with Natalie. (laughs) Only one chance of us surviving. One of us has to be ejected into space. So we've all picked, or hopefully we've all picked, a fictional character that we'll go around the room in a minute, introducing ourselves. And then each of us will have one minute to explain why we need to stay on that ship and make it to the planet. And at the end, we'll all do a vote. And whoever is the unlucky person that gets the least amount of votes, I'm afraid they're gone forever. I'm Grey Poe Dameron, who you'll know from sequel trilogy in Star Wars. Craig, who are you going to be today? I'm going to be Lionel Luther, circa seasons one, two, and three of Smallville, when he was at his most evil. But it's okay that he's evil because, as the fans dubbed him, he is the magnificent bastard. Everyone loves it when he just starts monologuing. You just can't help but root for the guy. So that's who I'm going to be. Lovely. Chris? I am Rocket Raccoon, Mm -hmm. known as one of the Guardians of the Galaxy, a fantastic engineer who would be very useful on your faulty shuttlecraft, just saying. Albeit slightly snarky. Lovely. Aaron? I am Gadget Hack Wrench from Rescue Rangers. The mouse pilot mechanic and inventor who not only is skilled at all the action and all the inventing, but was also the moral compass of her group. Lovely. Yes. Uh, oh, sorry. Not me. Oh, gosh. We'd have want to go first. <laughs> the gap. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right, I'll go first. 
I'm representing Ellen Ripley from the Aliens era of her career. And I'm just going to rattle off a few things from her CV, give you some mm-hmm. ideas about why she should be a useful crew member. She's got experience handling heavy machinery, experience with long periods of hypersleep, if that's going to be important. She's got hand-to-tentacle combat, experience with firearms, very improvisational when it comes to weaponry. Not averse to drastic action. If we need to nuke something, she will be up for that. She's got a strong maternal instinct, as we all know. She's willing to stand up to corporate meddling. And crucially, she's got experience with airlocks as well. So... Ellen Ripley. Lovely. Natalie, who are you going to be? I am <laughs> going to be bringing along Space Ghost. <laughs> okay. You know, Space Ghost. What's Space Ghost from? Space Ghost is from Space Ghost. And Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, of course. The, the talk animation show. series. And he has a strong jaw like Batman. And it's pretty funny. He has a lot of quips. I do have notes. I don't know if I want to reveal all of these to you right now. Or well, it's good to save it for the, yeah. the debate. I'm going to save some things for later. And it's interesting that none of you have heard of him because when I Googled earlier, what are the top 10 most important super people? Space Ghost was in that list. So I feel like mm-hmm. everyone should know who he is. Yep, Andrew. I am going to be Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars, most specifically from the Clone Wars. The Planet One of Anakin Skywalker, an accomplished warrior, a developing leader, and a snarky teenage girl. Lovely. And Kat. I am Gandalf the White. I come to you in your hour of need. I am a wizard. I can get shit done. I can get us help. Probably. I don't know. We can try it. What's Gondor going to do? We're just going to have to light the beacons in space and see if Space Gondor will answer. Okay, so we have our team. Who's Chris? Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Rocket oh, Raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> That's one mark against Sorry, Space Chris. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so when we go, we'll go around the gang and give our pledge of why we should be kept in the ship. Good things to think about is not only why you're important right now, but why you're important for the future when we get to the planet podcast what good can you bring to humanity why do you deserve not to get thrown out into space i'm going to start as poe dameron obviously we are a lot of pilots on the ship but as my boyfriend finn says i am one hell of a pilot so that's very important i have a lovely jacket sometimes go against the admirals but i've got more of a heart i think about what i think is right and what i should be doing and i think i should survive i've led some mighty battles got all those ships in the last movie we all flew in and it was really cool that's on me. So that was good. I'm good with the people of the world. So I think I am a good inspiration to others. And I think I'm a very valuable person to be on both this ship and also continue in the future. So Lionel Richie slash Luther. <laughs> Those are very different people. So Lionel Luther, he will, or I will, not really do much good for anybody, but he is, or I am, very persuasive. Very, very connected, very rich, very influential. I can make things very comfortable for you or thinly veil a threat as to what will happen if you don't save me. I have powerful friends or powerful people that I pretend are my friends. They will come after you if you kill me. But if you let me survive, good things will start happening in your life. Are they on the shuttle, your friends? Because if they're not, yeah. They'll come after you when the shuttle docks or is rescued. And they can come after you. And also, I don't think your money is good here. Well, my money's very good everywhere. Don't you worry about that. Any more questions for Lionel? 
Also, magnificent hair. I have magnificent hair. So I feel like we know. You know nothing right about now. magnificent hair. You all have magnificent <laughs> hair. That's why we're on the ship. <laughs> I feel like we know right now who's going. We never know. Let's find out what Rocky Raccoon has to say. What's their pledge for life? <laughs> Rocket Raccoon, fantastic engineer possibly able to fix a craft and definitely able to improvise once we get to Planet Podcast, has learned a little bit about music and stuff, so might be able to entertain the crew along the way. Very good with some snarky comments and able to definitely fight back if there's any problems once we get to Planet Podcast or if anyone tries to board us on our way to Planet Podcast, I would say. What else? What's his other skill set? Trying to think. (laughs) But yeah, I think definitely useful to have an engineer on a faulty ship. Mm. Lovely. So next is Aaron. I can't remember his gadget. Mc, Mc, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> You've already decided to space me, fair enough. Yeah. I won't even bother learning that woman's name. Uh, I would just say that somebody in chat has challenged Lionel, saying in Smallville days, hair not that good. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who is this? Right, that's it. I'm voting already. <laughs> I feel I don't want to incriminate people. You can here. throw them out. I won't dispense the chat. <laughs> <laughs> How can anybody say that about Lionel's hair, circa seasons one through three? Jeez. So, speaking of good hair, somebody who has the best hair is obviously Gadget Hack Wrench. But more important to that, she can pilot the shuttle. She is the mechanic and she is the inventor. She can create anything out of anything. If you are having trouble with absolutely anything at all she can make it out of junk if you any junk i can turn it into whatever you need do you need a key i can even use my tail as a lock pick i have total access to hammer space if you need something i can pull it even from the famous red dress there was space i could just pull anything you want out of that that's fine i have my own ride at disneyland I'm actually worshipped as a goddess by a small Russian cult, by the way. I look yes. That really freaked me out. But there are actually people that worship Gadget Hat Range. But why wouldn't they? Because she is from the 80s, a strong female lead. She was with three or four guys. She got herself out of danger. She didn't need these idiots to save her. In fact, they got into trouble. I mean, Chip and Dale, they were rubbish. Mm-hmm. She had to get them out of danger. She was a one-woman army. She could create a little suction cup crossbow. She had a mouse-sized war machine. And as I've said, one of her key points is she is the heart of her group. When they're coming up against any of the bad guys, she did not resort to violence. She was the first to try and talk the bad guy down, change their perspective. So I can solve all of your equipment worries. I can fix anything. I can be the heart of the group and keep everybody on the right track. My tail is a lockpick. What else do you mean? I am virtually a mouse-sized fat woman. There is nothing Gadget cannot do. You're not going to eat that much. You're not going to take up too much of the resources. Sounds like you'd give us a lot. To be honest, you had me at Rescuers and Under. (laughs) Whose side are you on? One of the most important things that Gadget ever did was the rescue rangers solve the little street-level crimes that nobody gets to. When a little girl lost her kitten, the police would not help. Oh Who did God. that little girl have to turn to? Gadget and the Rescue Rangers. Oh, a moose. No way. Not one to argue against any of my fellow talking animals or anything like that, but you just made a convincing argument 
that you're able to pull anything from anywhere and create anything. Why are you refusing to help the crew at the moment and wanting to space one of us instead of giving one of us a spacesuit? It seems this is a very evil thing that you're doing. I'm the one trying to talk everybody out of this spacing. That's me. I'm the one trying to stop the spacing. But <laughs> there's some random guy here trying to do it. It's a voice from beyond. I keep trying to talk him down, I promise. Space Ghost, what's your reasonings for staying alive? I think Space Ghost is pretty cool. What's <laughs> 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 the talk show? I think for the seven minute long episodes that you get, a lot of action is jam packed into that. Space Ghost not only is wearing like a wonderful white jumpsuit, but has also dealt with a lot of really gnarly enemies. He's dealt with space sharks, he's dealt with space gorillas who wanted to colonize planets it's dealt with space robots space zombies and that's just in the first three episodes that i watched on youtube today <laughs> yeah has hilarious quips there's one episode episode two where he says that he is so strong and so brilliant because he's pure of heart apparently he was bestowed the strength of 10 men 10 men because he's pure of heart and i think that you need somebody who's going to be pure of heart and has the right motives for wanting to prosper and create a really harmonious new place I guess when we get to planet podcast if it's indeed a new planet I mean why are we going there we're taking the podcast along with us to release it into the wild okay that's all podcast right, okay. get released it's time for it to go to the farm we're taking something to a different environment. Well, it's to its natural environment. Right, okay. Are we going to find that this planet that we're going to is colonised by the space apes, in which case it's planet of the apes? Maybe. Also, Space Ghost has really great planetary knowledge. Also in episode two, he had to help locate uh, a great wizard who needed to get to Omicron. So he has experience with Omicron, which I think is pretty important at the moment and he has really good pals he's pals with somebody called Electra and she speaks Spanish so I think that's also really great and she has telekinesis and she seems to be able to appear at any time so I think she could be an ally when we get to planet podcast okay okay Ellen Ripley I've already given you the long list of skills from the CV, but I'd like to tell you a little more about Ripley as a person. As an ex-warrant officer, she's provided that link between enlisted members of the crew and higher senior officers. I know there's going to be a bit of a hierarchy on this shuttle. I can be that go-between. I'm used to being in that position. We all know space travel these days is all about corporations like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Waylon Yutani. These people are the, are the ones going up there into space, putting vast quantities of credits into space travel. And I, I won't put up with any of that bullshit. BS, Oops. should I say. <laughs> I've got a proven track record of dealing with these types. So I know all about modern space travel. I'm a proven survivor, having dealt with uh, morphs of all kinds, mighty morphs, xenomorphs, and otherwise. And I think lastly, if anyone's going out of an airlock, it's going to be me hitting the button. So <laughs> there you go. Lovely. Ahsoka Tano, why should you survive? First and foremost, I am an accomplished warrior, so I can deal with any security threats that may 
arise on the ship itself from being boarded by a nasty alien life, or indeed on the planet podcast itself. Should the resident simian life form prove to be uncooperative, I can also deal with them. And I come with my own equipment in a nifty pair of lightsabers, which also function as tools due to their ability to cut through absolutely anything. I have a very strong sense of morality, which I have displayed on numerous occasions, and often find solutions to problems that people with a more rigid worldview might not even consider. I have an understanding of a plethora of alien life forms and the best ways of interacting with them and dealing with them. I am trustworthy, I am reliable, and I can utilise various aspects of my skill set to deal with whatever problem or situation might arise. Good out. Finally, Gandalf the White. What's your purpose for surviving? First of all, I arguably have the best hair in the crew. Don't at me. I came back from the dead and I've already died once. And the biggest makeover was luscious locks. That's number one. The other reason is I am magical. I am technically a god and can influence things around me. I have a sense of everybody's destiny, including my own. And I have to say my time is not done. I am still needed, and I have a sense of who is not needed, but I will not say yet. (laughs) I have previously saved (laughs) Rohan (laughs) and Gondor, and by extension, Middle-earth itself, and I just know things. I am the life of the party. I'm pretty fun to be around, I will say. So you want Gandalf on your podcast, I think. I think it's a zazzy presence to have. So yeah, you want one of the saviors of Middle-earth on your side. You want me around. Does Gandalf still smoke? Oh, yeah. Okay, no. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think he does half the time? Oh, my God. It's the one vice I cannot quit. Came back from the dead, but still gotta love that Shire Leaf. You guys, think about what that's going to do to the oxygen supplies. I mean, I'm not going to do that now. Are you crazy? We're in space. <laughs> Even I know that that's not a good idea. We did set up a special smoking room. <laughs> so that's all separate. That's all fine. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Really appreciate I'm it. I'm beginning to think <gasps> you just want to space us all, Paul. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be much reason that you Paul enjoys the quiet. It's just going to get rid of us all. Where's the quiet? More space for my jackets. I think that smoking room is... The airlock. <laughs> right this way. <laughs> That's the place to do it. But I won't fall for cheap shenanigans. Of course. Mm-hmm. Surely if you die, you'll just come back. I think we only get the one return trip. Even that was not guaranteed. I was pretty sure I was a goner. And then for some reason, I was not a goner. Counting my blessings here, and I would really like to not die again. Yeah, oh, and can you be reborn? I have a theory that Gandalf, not being very uh, aware of space travel, may have opened a window while he was having a smoke in the airlock. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the root of our life support issues. <laughs> anyone got any questions for any of the crew or want to challenge them on anything? Space Ghost, can yeah. you survive in the cold depths of space? Have you been reading my notes? No, just asking. <laughs> can anyone else here survive in the cold depths of space? <laughs> I feel like Aaron's mouse person could apparently can do anything. Could she make she a still needs to breathe. Bubble? 
like a little bubble around her? Can she produce air? Can she make plants that produce air and then in space? Can you produce a little space specifically suit? survive in space? Spacesuit, yeah, plants. I don't know why we're maybe bringing Ripley along when danger and trouble seems to perpetually follow her. I think the same could probably be said for a lot of us here. Mm. <laughs> Not space ghosts. Let he without sin cast the first stone. That's all I'm space saying. Space ghosts. Looking at you, Lionel Luther. <laughs> hey, Lionel Luther is very well organized. He stays away from danger. I do think Lionel Luther has to be the one that we evacuate from the ship because we're going to plan it where we don't have to take the same capitalistic regimes that we've implemented here. I can get on board with that. We don't have to take that. We need sponsors for the podcast, though. On Luther Corp is a pretty big sponsor, I will say. Planet Podcast does have access to Spotify, iTunes, no. CastBox. Nice, no. nice, nice. It's all big business down there. <laughs> Why are we going there? Can't we go somewhere else? No, that's where the podcasts are. Sorry. That's where the podcasts yeah. are. There's not many planets in this area. Of space. No prison planets so, we can crash land on. Yeah, so we're just basically <laughs> buying into more corporate bull pie. That's the Why plan. do we need to do that? <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. Or hate the game. I'm Don't. hating the game and the player. <laughs> I think. Uh... <laughs> if you can't beat them, join them. I don't know. Another cliche. Ahsoka, doesn't your. Master, and I think you have also got experience landing crashing spaceships. Did Ahsoka land a crashing spaceship in the last Clone Wars? Everyone except her died, so I wouldn't. (laughs) 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 Strong qualification. I think it's just another example of my improvisational skills. Even in the deadliest and most dire situations, I can still find a solution. Nice. Do you know that space ghosts can go invisible? So even if you wanted to kick me out, not saying that you would choose me over anyone else anyway, but if you did, you physically would not be able to. All we have to do is throw paint around until we hit you, though, and then you become visible again. I'm invisible. And who has paint in space? Why would we... But Gadget does. But Gadget's got paint. Yeah, this size? Good luck. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to get involved in actively hunting people down there. That sounds a bit mean. Those of you that are animals, I am willing to share a hypersleep chamber with you. Um, and if anyone else <laughs> likes being tucked in at night, I can do that. That's <laughs> just my jam. Thank you. Where's your cat? Jonesy. Mm-hmm. Jonesy. So now we've got Jonesy as well. Yeah. Jonesy yeah. might go after Gadget. All this precious oxygen being taken up by I'm just saying Jonesy might go after Gadget and then what do we do? Jonesy and Spock are both in the cat bit in the little boxes that's all fine Thank you But It's only our part of the ship that's in trouble so cats are all good Any other questions for anybody? It's getting close to criticals or do you want to move on to voting off? I think we have to make a decision here I will just say that chat has relented and is prepared to acknowledge the brilliance of Lionel's hair. There we go. That's it, decided. I knew to see the light. I think that we need to look at who's magical or has superpowers and who doesn't have superpowers. Because Gadget, Space Ghost and Gandalf all have magic powers and I think would be more superior in terms of being able to help. And I have force powers, which is basically magic. Okay, you're on board. I hate to say this, but Space Ghost, you are alienating yourself. (laughs) Lionel has lots of money, which is in itself magical. That doesn't count. That is like the worst thing. I mean, he has a point, unfortunately. Uh, 
is it voting time? Okay, yeah. let's all go around the group and everyone say who you want to vote out from the ship. I'll start. Lionel Luther. Even if there wasn't a crash, we'd probably still eject you from the ship. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, Lionel, who are you voting out? I'm going to go for Space Ghost. I just don't like the cut of his jib. That's one for Space Ghost. Rocket Raccoon? Now, while Rocket would probably like Lionel's money, I imagine there's a good bounty on Lionel Luther. So I think Rocket would vent into space Lionel. Don't you need to bring him in alive, though, to get the bounty? Bring him in We can hook him back in afterwards. (laughs) Freeze try that way. (laughs) All the expense of carbonite and everything, you can just send him out the airlock. So you're voted for Lionel Luther. It's not looking good for a little Lionel. Gadget, who are you voting for to eject into space? I'm afraid his declaration that he is evil and intends to stay so and make our life hell in the new world means I pretty much have to go for Lionel. So the one for Lionel? Is anyone not voting for Lionel? <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. Space Ghost, who are you ejecting into space? Second, third emotion. Lionel, that's what that was. It was a vote for Lionel. Okay, so it's four for Lionel. Thanks. Is Lionel a second-hand emotion? Well, no, it's a second-handing emotioning, what Aaron said. I'm not convinced just how much use a talk show host would be on Planet Podcast. <laughs> and I don't really know how much we can actually trust somebody who apparently appropriated their primary superpower from Sir Galahad of the round table. Mm, rumbled. Ooh. So I'm voting for Space Ghost. What? <laughs> hey, that's two for Space Ghost. I don't even know who you're talking about because I literally saw three episodes today. <laughs> <laughs> no. Gandalf, who are you voting for to eject into space? I will plead ignorance as to who the hell Space Ghost is and vote for Space Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) The button on Space Ghost. Guys, he's in the top 10 most important since whomst. Whomst will say this. I call shenanigans. The internet. Top 10. I call Natalie's superhero ranking. Superheroes in space. I don't know who's saying this. I... I'm not mm-hmm. convinced of your Yes, <laughs> citation absolutely needed. I'm pure of heart. Why would you kick somebody pure of heart? They'd only have your best intentions. I love you as a person, but we need that sponsor money. So, um, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've missed Ellen Ripley. Ellen, who are you going to eject into space? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the tide turning on Space Ghost here. <laughs> <laughs> not getting a great feeling about Space Ghost. Why are you not getting a great feeling about the pure of heart Space Ghost? But if you let me finish Space Ghost, don't go on any further. Get a real uh, Carter J. Burke vibe off of Lionel, so uh, <laughs> can't in good faith bring someone along who's likely to take any discoveries we make and try and turn them into profit, possibly putting us all at risk. So, Lionel. And with five votes, Lionel Luther, I'd shoot you with this regular gun and eject you into space. <laughs> But fortunately, this LexCorp ship should land us into the thingy. I'm sure you have no backup plans in case this happened. The rest of us, well done to hopefully making it to the Planet Podcast, where we can continue successful podcasters. Yay! Best of luck in the empty abyss. (laughs) And well done, everyone. Well done for surviving. Thanks. And if you do want to claim that bounty, I can breathe in space. I can go get <laughs> I told you. Just real, real bad feeling about Space Ghost. <laughs> you chose poorly. I'm just saying, everyone chose poorly. Well, everybody that chose 
Lionel chose poorly. I'm being serious. Check out Space Ghost. Top 10. Top 10. And he has this great, you'll have to listen to it, but every episode he announces himself at the start and end of each episode. Lionel got lucky. He doesn't have to listen to Space Ghost's shameless self-promotion for the rest of the trip. Top 10. Great game, Isaac. Thank you very much. No worries. Any further audience things? Otherwise, we can play another testimonial. I'm afraid people have gotten fed up talking about Lionel. They've got to know more about him. Anything about anything else in general? No. There was a pitch to add Grogu and that Grogu would have survived. I shot that down straight away because I said it was totally unfair. Nobody would space Grogu. True. I bet Lionel small would have. baby. <laughs> Protect the small baby. If it served his interests, he would have. <laughs> okay, so our next testimonial, I believe, is a video. Someone sent us a video. Ooh. And say... Hey there, happy 200th episode for Neil Before Blog. This is Thomas Nicholson. I was fortunate enough to be invited onto the podcast where we talked about, among other things, playing David Bowie on Legends of Tomorrow. And we also discussed a couple of the favorite shows of the podcast that I was fortunate enough to be in. So that's one of the 200 episodes that you can check out. So let's celebrate. Let's dance, put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Yes. Let's dance. <laughs> That's yeah. so nice. He played David Bowie on Legends of Tomorrow. That's why he sang. So good on. That was quite That was good. Yeah. 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 Maybe, nice guy. Yeah. My favorite so far. It might just be because there was a video. <laughs> I'm a visual person. <laughs> now our next game is... The return of a favourite. We did this on the 100th episode and everybody loved it. So we made Chris do more work and he's going to give us a round of distorted clips from previous podcasts that we have to guess who said it. Yes. It's that time again where I have went through the archives and randomly hit shuffle on the podcast feed until I found stuff and things. <laughs> so I've got five distorted clips. All you need to do is tell me who the distorted team member is. We will use the tried and tested system of shouting out confusingly your name, followed <laughs> by, when I go to you, the answer, which is the name that you think it actually is, which will be even more confusing. Because that went so well last time. Because <laughs> that went really, really well. Okay, are we ready to go? This game cracks me up every time. Every time. <laughs> all once. Well, all, all, all once. the times. Let's go for clip number one. I mean, he's always been odd, he's always been weird, he's always been carry. Very unique. But, alien? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Craig, that was you, Craig. Chris. Talking about Gary <laughs> and Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, he's always been odd, he's always been weird, he's always been carry. Very unique. But, alien? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Still don't know. <laughs> Andrew can verify this. <laughs> yes. Spoilers for anyone watching very early Legends. It turns out Gary's an alien. Ooh. And was the whole Spoiler time. Alert. Honest. <laughs> why not? Apparently so. Okay, clip number two. Yeah, I've seen a person who I can fight. Yeah, go on. I'll go find a dog for a bit. I'll come back. Oh, was that? <laughs> Space Ghost? Craig, was it Aaron? Incorrect. It was not Aaron. I couldn't understand the word of that, so I'm going to guess me. <laughs> Incorrect. It was not you. Can I hear Isaac. it again? Oh, Isaac. Oh, Isaac's I'm going to vote cat. Incorrect. I thought it might have been Isaac. Correct. 
Mm-hmm. I still don't know what I said. That's from a podcast where Craig was about to cut to me, and instead of you continuing into that bit, you were going to sit on a polystyrene rock and fight a Gorn from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. That's what you were going to do. It's from one Gorn. of the News Roundup podcasts. Yeah, going to fight a Gorn. Fatties. Okay, this is clip number three. Can we have one season without an apocalypse, please? I mean, in Buffy, it was a joke that they dealt with apocalypses once or twice a year. Come at Sunnydale, you have to learn the plural of the word apocalypse, which Natalie. is weird because there should only be one because it's the end of the world. Natalie, who do you forget is? Craig! Correct! Can we have one season without an apocalypse, please? I mean, in Buffy, it was a joke that they dealt with apocalypses once or twice a year. Come at Sunnydale, you have to learn the plural of the word apocalypse, which is weird because there should only be one because it's the end of the world. <laughs> Buffy hot take there. Buffy hot take. That's it. The plural of the word apocalypse. Apocalypses. Probably talking about discovery, right? You were talking about discovery and the fact that discovery was going to be dealing with an apocalypse. When are they not? Every episode, it's something apocalyptic. Every season, the universe is. <laughs> You're able. absolutely yeah. right. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, clip number four. All kinds of. Weird and wonderful weirdness. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> Are you just saying your names? I think I was in there first. Craig, correct. Uh, like all kinds of weird and wonderful weirdness. It was, in fact, <laughs> Andrew. Weird and I wonderful weirdness. I don't even remember what that was about. And you know what? Annoyingly, I didn't write it down. (laughs) (laughs) But there was weird and wonderful weirdness involved. (laughs) The shape of. I might be able to find the episode that I downloaded it from. The Flash or Supergirl, I'm going to guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Fifth clip. This is our final clip. Who is the mystery voice? So, where has this come from? What is this inception that's been planted in my brain? Isaac. (laughs) Isaac, who do you think it is? I'm going to vote it's Aaron. Incorrect. It's not Aaron. Craig. So where does this come from? What is this inception that's been planted in my brain? Craig, incorrect, is not Natalie. Natalie, who is it? Us. So where does this come from? What is this inception (laughs) that's been planted in my brain? (laughs) There you go. It was, in fact, Gus. So on that, we we end in a tie with no tiebreaker for Craig has two, (laughs) Natalie has two, Kat has one. Do I have two? Oh, yeah, I do have two. You do have two. Well, at least I wrote down that you have two. Anyway. I think I, yeah, I forgot I got <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Hang on. Where's the applause? Where's the applause? Where's the applause? Where's the applause? There it is. Yay. And the crowd go wild. Great fun. <laughs> Let's move on to our final testimonial. It is from the voice actor that said that I'm a good voice actor. She's given us something. Hi there, everybody. This is Daisy Torme. I play your favorite artificial intelligence characters from Superman and Lois and Westworld. And as my Superman and Lois character might say, I just want to take a moment to say congratulations to Craig, Chris, Isaac, Kat, Andrew, Angus, Natalie, and Aaron. Not forgetting, of course... Spock, you have reached a velocity of 200 episodes and deserve all the accolades and enjoyment today to mark the occasion. 
And let me just say in my own voice that really, all of us are so grateful to you guys. You are the creme de la creme when it comes to covering all of these shows and movies, keeping everything relevant, supporting everything with enthusiasm and with research second to none. You guys are more prepared than anyone I've come across. And it's really been a joy getting to speak with you and getting to know you a little bit over the past couple of years. As my Westworld character might say, you are now on your way to 200 more episodes. Please continue creating this wonderful multimedia product. Congratulations again to all of you. Here's to all of you from L.A. I am raising a glass of champagne to each of you and all of you. Congratulations. How come she gets champagne and we don't? That's what I want to know. That's a good question. (laughs) He's got the champagne. Wow, that was amazing. That was incredible, and I feel moved. Yeah, yeah cool. that was <laughs> really so like that. awesome. I'm like, <laughs> awesome. yeah, we should do 200 more. That was amazing. <laughs> it was really good talking to her. I got to learn a lot about voice acting from, from her because she's done a lot of it. Yeah. Okay, Fascinating that was, interview. That was amazing. Everybody listen to it. She's yeah, I feel like I want to check good. it out. And she's the AI on Superman and Lois at the moment, so you can hear her in almost every episode. That's yeah, pretty cool. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Buzz in. So our final segment, we are going to look ahead because we're possibly going to be doing a few more of these, maybe. What do people want to do over the next 100 episodes and beyond the next 100 episodes? I'm going to start with a couple of features that we haven't quite got off the ground yet. One of them is because of the success of the Power Rangers episode Mm -hmm. and the Spectacular Spider-Man episode and Pacific Rim for some reason, and for some reason... Or talk about the first Suicide Squad movie. Can't quite figure that out, but we'll take it. Going to go back and revisit some of the other stuff that might have a cult following. Me and Aaron, we're going to tackle a few episodes of Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. That'll be our first one that we have a go at. And we'll see what else people are nostalgic about that they want to talk about. The other one is one that we talked about over a year ago now, but we're going to put films on trial. We're still going to do that. We just need to get it all sorted and, and get it organised. So those are two things that will definitely happen within the next 100 episodes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the trial one. It's actually, yeah, now that you say it, it has been like a year plus that we were like, oh, we should do that. Yeah, let's do six of them. We haven't done one yet. Yeah, <laughs> no, but definitely something that I'm looking forward to. Anyone else have anything that they think we should do over the next 100 episodes, except from Bollywood? Your feelings on that are well known. I've tried to plan the Expanse podcast already. I think I'm fair on my way to that. I think I can almost possibly commit <laughs> to getting that done within 100 episodes. Maybe <laughs> within 100 episodes. Didn't we once promise that we were going to do a musical episode? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That kind of happened because when Kat and I were talking about news one month, I wasn't quite sure what West Side Story was, and she sang a little bit of one of the songs. Can we get a reprise? Which one was it? I forget now. The one about... Being in America, that song. I want to be in America. That's I want to live in America. <laughs> we laugh in this house with the song. We say that it's the song that our cat sings in her head for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> so I always think of my cat when no. the song comes up. So it kind of happened. It was only a few bars, but it happened. Mm-hmm. I still think that we need to do Bollywood. I think we need to get together there's some really great superhero franchises at the moment so i think that we could all band together and watch krish and then talk about how many other superhero movies it's ripped off it's combining superheroes and musicals into one (laughs) i honestly i think that you guys would watch it and be like into one four-hour package 
<laughs> look i don't know why yeah then we could challenge ourselves to do yet more podcasts longer than the runtime of the films <laughs> <that we're covering. laughs> or maybe it'd be at first to not be as long as the movie i don't know but not all bollywoods are that long i would say nowadays a lot of especially the more action-packed ones are not that long i think chris is probably two hours and it's probably shorter than one of the Marvel movies, for sure. I think that we should do that. Maybe it could be a thing about superheroes in other countries that are not Marvel. Something along the lines of that could be interesting. If we're going to watch Inframan, maybe we could watch <laughs> <laughs> and talk about that. Or Ra 1, I always think, is pretty awesome. It's actually quite a good film. I quite enjoyed that one. Right? And the guy's like totally some kind of Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah. Derek Khan is, uh, yeah brilliant it's got great songs love it i think we need to broaden the horizons on that so i'm still going to keep pushing craig for that and i might have to get some proposals actually in place what i'll do is i'll just make you organize it and then it'll just never happen <laughs> <laughs> well um, no i feel like <laughs> maybe but yes maybe but no but i think that we can make this happen well, the crucial question though natalie is that since this is your passion project would you be hosting this one? <laughs> oh, god do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. Let's do it. Let's and editing. I think we'll just do live. No edits. <laughs> <laughs> because that always works out so well, such as tonight. It's Unbridled. Live. Yes. Unfiltered. Yeah. I think the podcasts that I listen to the most are the ones that tend to be not unedited, but not more over it. Chaotic. Yeah, more chaotic, more chit-chat in between sections. To quote Lars von Trier's Antichrist, chaos reigns. Yeah, let's do it. Aaron, did you not have an idea of us playing some kind of board game or role-playing game or something that would work on audio? If you guys want a game of paranoia, then I am totally up for GMing that. There are actually a couple of podcasts that I listen to which are basically just people playing role-play games. And they are actually quite fun to listen to. We could give that a go. Yep. Don't know what it is, but I would be up for it. Paranoia <laughs> I pick because it's just very silly from start to finish and does actually have effectively puns in there too. Oh, so well, yes. It's right really on brand. Sold. Yes, Sold. please. You had me at puns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other ideas people have that they would like to have a go at over the next 100 episodes? Angus, don't say more Alien Day podcast. No, I was going to say I'm looking forward to the new format stuff, the movies on trial, and I was just going to shoehorn in Alien Day. That'll continue on. We've got plans for years and years worth of Alien films, probably taking us into 300s, 400s, 500s and beyond. If we're doing Passion Project hosting ones, I'd like to do a Doctor Who one. And then if anyone else wants to join in, 60th is coming up or End of a Doctor or anything really, that'd be lovely. I think also what we did with the 100th one where everyone kind of gathered around. Everyone just in one room recording. It's a bit difficult because everyone's in different parts of everywhere, but that's always quite lovely. Can't really record podcasts in a pub. It'd be quite messy. <laughs> well, the original plan for this podcast, the 200th, was to get a venue somewhere and do a live show with a small audience. Chris had his heart set in the Usher Hall, but I don't know if we can quite manage that at this stage. But maybe, maybe by 300. Maybe the lobby. Maybe the lobby. Maybe, maybe the yeah, maybe it's a goal to aim for. So that was the plan for that. But yeah, definitely a everyone in the same room type thing again would be great. It doesn't even have to be a milestone. It's just a, no. we've managed to do it. We'll just do it again. Also, we have something in the chat. Okay. Ooh. Ra Elke says, ooh, yes. DW themed 
Doctor Who. Support for Doctor yeah. Who, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, good we will do a Doctor Who one. We were going to do a Flux one, but we just couldn't make it work time-wise. It just didn't happen. I'm going to confess something here. You've never seen Doctor Who? I've never seen an episode of Doctor Who. And that brings me to maybe a suggestion of something. Kind of like, I'm not into Gogglebox, but we could just live stream our responses to... audio commentary (laughs) I think we did have an idea for an audio commentary of something Back to the Future it was going to be yeah that was years ago yeah that was around about the time we came up with the trial idea it could work well and if you want something really chaotic then I could drop a bunch of painkillers before starting is that not what you do before most podcasts it's why it makes so much sense (laughs) I thought we were all supposed to do that before podcasts. No, it's so he can listen back to them and feel like he's someone else. I don't remember saying any of this. Well, that's most of my life anyway. (laughs) Cap, do you have any ideas of things you would like to do? Things you would like to cover? A lot of the stuff that we cover anyway is up my street. We did expanse episodes, for example, even though not everybody here watches it, but enough do that we scramble together a couple episodes. That show has ended now, so. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> in terms of specialist interests, I don't know that I'm into anything that crazy outside the remit of what we already do personally. We've had ideas for different kinds of formats and stuff outside the trial one. There were a couple that we were toying with, possibly. So, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to try a couple of different sub-series, so to speak, and just do something a little more fun. Not that we don't have fun. It's all that we do around here, but just slightly unconventional for us, because most of what we do is just discuss and sound off about things. But something perhaps a little more structured or something a little more gamified will be a good time, I think, just to spice things up around here. Just on on the idea of things that people they're nostalgic for. Uh, one thing I would love to talk about would be gargoyles. Oh man. Oh, I would yes. love to talk gargoyles. One of my favorite TV shows from when I was a kid, and it's still one of my favorites because it is absolutely magnificent. Third season notwithstanding, but that's a whole other thing. I don't think I've watched it since I was a kid, but I it remember loving it. It really holds up, actually. It's quite incredible. I think it's something that you can really enjoy no matter what age you are, because it is a kid's show, but tonally it's very dark. And Yes, it is, yeah. Thematically, it's quite deep, because a lot of the plots and storylines are inspired by Shakespeare and Celtic mythology and Arthurian myth and things like that. And I just think there's a lot of material to discuss there. And I think it's something that quite a lot of people are nostalgic about and could be something that would get a lot of interest. Yeah, sign me up for that one. Someone here may have interviewed the head writer. That is also true, yes, which was actually a very good listen. It was actually one of the things I noted down to mention about highlights right at the start of the show. Then I realised our segments weren't going to go on that long, so I didn't mention it. I did. I'm always plugging my own stuff, so there we go. <laughs> but yeah, I talked to uh, Greg Weissman, the guy's name is. He's great. Actually, I never got around to publishing the chat we had about Spectacular Spider-Man. I should totally do that. I haven't done that yet. I've edited it. I just, for some reason, never bothered to publish it. It happens sometimes. But the good thing is the show got cancelled quite some time ago, so the information is still as relevant as it was the day we talked about it. We didn't discuss today's newspaper or anything like that when we talked about the show, so it'll be as relevant as it was back then. But yeah, that can definitely come under the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes and nostalgia chaser thing, just to see if 
we can capture interest on stuff because the Power Rangers one, for some reason, are top performer month on month. I can't figure out why. Angus seems to think it's a training ground for Russian bots or something. I just think it's because we're so engaged. <laughs> exactly. I like to think that all those errant downloads, there's like 40 people downloading the Pacific Rim episode every month. And I'm like, who are you? Are you listening to the whole three hours of me and Craig talking about Pacific Rim? Please talk to us. Let us know. Yeah, make yourself Say something. Known. Oh my God. Every month it's like, oh, and also Pacific Rim. It's like, yes, somebody's out there. That's what I like to think. I like to think that somebody's out there and they're listening and they're like, yes, I too like Pacific Rim or the original Suicide Squad. Who does? I don't know. But somebody, <laughs> somebody does. That's, that's what I like to think. Pacific Rim is a sensory overload of kaiju versus mecha. I mean, how can you not love that? It's awesome. Oh, it's got man. people fighting with sticks. It's got <laughs> robots fighting <laughs> monsters. It's got Idris Elba giving a speech to rival the president from Independence Day. <laughs> it's got Charlie Hunnam kind of trying Being to act. there. <laughs> He's making an attempt. He's, he's doing his best. Not too bad. It's got Charlie Day. Yeah. He's great. Charlie Day is great. I've never seen it. Charlie Day, so, uh, double act with Brian Gorman. Yeah, I mean, what's not to love? And then it's got a sequel that's okay. Mm, yeah, passably yeah. so. Yes. But also, mm-hmm. uh. Very okay. Yeah, very okay. Completely okay. Perfectly <laughs> fine. It doesn't sully the first film. It's okay. It's fine. And it has John Boyega. It does. And Scott Eastwood, who's well on his way to being a spare Clint Eastwood by that point. <laughs> so yeah, we'll chase some nostalgia stuff because I just want to see what people are interested in. And we'll do that Power Rangers episode again. We'll do another one. I'm telling you, it has to be through Inframan. <laughs> well, if that gets you inspired to watch like it's the only way you're going to bring those me types back, of things. You need me to be that contrarian. So that's my terms. Right there. Sure. Okay. So, if no one has any further ideas of what we could do over the next hundred, we should wrap up. So, is there any final audience questions or comments that we can shout out? Last love went to Doctor Who episode. There's a calling for Doctor Who. We'll get a Doctor Who one in. The regeneration one seems like a good one. We'll try and do that. Yeah, and around October times. Yeah, and then we'll do the 60th anniversary special. I suppose maybe do an episode on the 50th before the 60th just to round out the content and see how time goes. I don't want to commit fully to anything and then just not do it (laughs) because unfortunately time ain't on our side most of the time can be a problem. I don't know, I feel like you guys make it work. You magic time, right? (laughs) Sometimes. Okay. Well, I want to thank everybody for being here on a personal I want to thank all you guys for continuing to contribute to this thing because otherwise it would just be me talking to myself for three hours about Marvel movies and nobody wants to hear that maybe someone does but I would be dubious about them I'd throw them out an airlock if someone told me they wanted to hear me ramble on for three hours without stopping about something so yeah thank you all of you for for giving up your time and doing the prep work when required and turning up time and time again to do this thing Chris, special thanks to you for making all the tech work here. It all went off without a hitch. Give yourself a round of applause. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Give yourself that sound clip that you found. Where's the button? Where's the button? Oh. Thank you. Thank you. you. Wrong button. Is that Parliament? (laughs) (laughs) Murder.
Order. Because <laughs> <laughs> we get here. I'm going to throw someone out for telling the truth. Seriously, guys, thank you very much for continuing to contribute to this and bringing your discussion points with you every time that you appear. It is very much appreciated. This Thanks definitely isn't here without you, Craig. Thanks for having us on and putting up with all our nonsense and having to listen to our voices multiple, multiple, multiple times as you edit <laughs> out all our uh, um, uh, and make us sound way smarter than we actually are. <laughs> so for the next 100 episodes, if you could just speak absolutely perfectly on every podcast so I don't have to do any editing, that would be amazing. <laughs> no problem. Give that a go. Mm. Well, challenge <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't rise to that challenge either. But yeah, thank you mm. very much. And we'll do a few more of these. Yeah, now, congratulations. Honestly, it's been awesome. We and did it. It's we been did it. so nice to hear as well that people who are in the industry and are so involved and integral to these shows that you are so dedicated to have recognized this. So I think that's. It's after 10 o'clock. That's fucking amazing. I think you're allowed one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Edit. <laughs> Edit. Oh, there's quite a few messages coming in there. I don't know if you're seeing the chat, but quite a few people are. I don't have it open. It would be too uh, distracting. That's why I'm relying on someone we'll reading sing. it to me. Congrats on the 200 and thank you for the fun stream and Dr. Weather chatting. Who's Dr. Weather? It's Aaron. It's Aaron. <laughs> Aaron's on it. Don't, don't give away that we're populating our own it. chat. <laughs> Aaron just typing in, awesome stream, guys. Best thing I've ever seen. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been wild. And honestly, every time you send through the stats and everything, I'm just like, there's so much work that... I think the whole team does, but obviously Craig leading the ship. Yeah. Too true. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely. I don't know how you do it. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not think about it. Masochism. Me all unravel if I start thinking about it. <laughs> but yeah, thanks, and thanks to everybody that has watched along and listened along this evening on Twitch. And if you're listening to this later when the released audio appears, thank you very much for listening to that as well. Thank you very much for supporting us across. 200 plus, including the stuff that don't count, episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's been great. And if you want to talk to us, we're always available for chat on, not always, we sleep, but on Twitter and Facebook under Neil Before Blog. Just type that in or just leave a comment on neilbeforeblog.co.uk. I know Aaron's made a lot of friends on his Gotham reviews when they just appear out of the woodwork years after the show's finished talking about an episode of season one or something that seems to weirdly happen. (laughs) That's a bit like that Suicide Squad downloads. Like, why are people still downloading this? It was so long ago. <laughs> it's still happening. So there's that. If you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere really, just hit subscribe and you'll continue to get more content. Maybe not exactly like this, but like this. And of course, on Apple Podcasts, we do need ratings and comments. And I'm not going to ask Aaron because he will get angry with me. So I'm going to ask anybody, anybody, shout out what number we would like the rating to be. I have like any number in the world. <laughs> no. <laughs> 32, please. Build. 32. <laughs> Can you rate us 32 out of 5? Um, yes. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Star rating. Spotify also has star ratings now. Does it? Okay. Yeah, we'll so do that. If yeah. you feel, hit that 5. 
that'd be great thanks yeah, yeah. what is it the other podcasts say they say like it doesn't cost anything to do it's free it is free <laughs> just it helps us appear on algorithms I might magical get like a algorithms. of like I don't know some dopamine from her I don't know it is but if also you want to give us money I think we have a PayPal donation type thing on the we website do. so you can do that too give us your money Craig pays for this himself so let's give him some money back shout out to Ronan our most recent donator if you're listening or watching yeah thank you whoever you are thank you for some money that covers some of the hosting so thank you very much but yes that has been our 200th episode subscribe comment enjoy sit in silence and just listen to Pacific Rim over and over again and don't tell us why you enjoy it so much but still enjoy it just do what you like just engage you do you from all of us here that has been our 200th episode so we hope to catch you next time on Meal Before Pot Goodbye. Bye, Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you for everything.